listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I could spot you a mile away. I could see your insecurities written all on your face. So predictable, your words. I know what you're going to say. Who you fooling? Oh, assuming you could just come and hang with the homies. But your level of realness ain't the same. Circus acts only attract those that entertain. Hey, getting some hair by the water. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we are in the house on a Wednesday, a very special Wednesday, if I say so myself, mm-hmm. because it is a special day. It is day 280 that Bobby Schwerner been in jail. And also. Hot niggas still hot in jail. Mm-hmm. You got hot cot. Three hots and a cot nigga. Um, we also have a very special guest, Nick Jew, who you guys might know from What's the Tea. What's going on, Nick Jew? What's up, Internet? We appreciate you coming on, man. Been looking forward to this for a couple for a week now. I appreciate y'all having me. No problem. And then also, it's a Fear the Walking Dead recap Wednesday, which everybody loves those except the people that hate the show. But that's fucked up because we love the show. So why are you listening? Ain't that the truth? <clears throat> prepare to be frustrated and also um it is my birthday mm-hmm. that's right it is my birthday uh you know big big happening for the show uh because um you know i feel like it's a special birthday celebrating it uh with so many people that you know since i opened up my life and put my government name on these streets and shit <laughs> um it's totally different um uh, it's like so many people celebrating it on facebook and we got a facebook group and people made a thread in there uh about you know the stuff they like about me on the show and uh it's just been Aww. cool man to see the community we created and all the love that people have shown over the time over the years and uh you know like my mom was on facebook saying happy birthday so it's like you know it's a totally different feel to it right um but i appreciate all the love i can't even like it was so many people i can't even retweet and reply back to everybody because it's, it's so many people that i just have to catch what i can like hey thanks you know at first i woke up this morning like i'm gonna send bitmojis back to everybody and then after like a hundred i was like yeah you know what that's that's long that's gonna be too long ah, that's gonna be your whole day replying back yeah but uh thank you guys uh for you know wishing wishing me happy birthday and all the kind of things that people said, man. We appreciate you. Um, and also, uh, almost like a birthday present, it's the return of Empire. <laughs> mm-hmm. On your birthday. I remember when they announced that shit. Roger started doing the jig. I was like, hey, your birthday, dog. Yeah, Blackish returns too tonight. Uh, but y'all know I, I love that goddamn Empire. I can't help myself. Thank you to Bobani Jones for bringing that into all our lives, you know. <laughs> I hate watching it. Without him nobody would really know about that show man but he put a lot of black twitter on with all them followers of his and i would say that he's solely responsible for that wife beater terrence howard continuing to have success <laughs> so thank you both um don't worry y'all he don't i don't think he listens uh <laughs> the, um, <laughs> watch tomorrow somebody gonna snitch stay off of twitter snitching niggas um <laughs> also another happy birthday present to me a federal judge ruled that the lyrics to happy birthday to you are not protected by copyright 
good yeah, just, so all the fucking restaurants that i've ever worked at can actually sing the goddamn song versus everybody coming up with a corny ass version of that fucking song and nobody knows it because it varies from restaurant chain to restaurant chain Mm-hmm. that's right y'all so we are officially able to sing uh happy birthday to me uh when you see me in these streets it's completely fine guys Good, so, and you won't get smacked in a lawsuit yeah just don't play the music because the music is still protected um uh, so uh, okay so just the lyrics yeah no don't hit them keys uh you're gonna be uh paying somebody <laughs> some ah, money don't, don't don't hit that a flat you're gonna be in trouble yeah but if you just want to sing happy birthday to you the 1893 uh <laughs> version uh <laughs> not the remix uh you can go ahead and do that now oh, man. what's the original version then all i know is happy birthday to you that's that's okay, the original that's, that's 1893 the remix is uh, like you know happy birthday to you yeah. you know the black happy version happy birthday okay that oh, i just figured out that song was about martin luther king like five years ago oh i just figured it out today <laughs> oh don't don't feel bad all i know is everybody that when when it was black folks got to singing and clapping that was a birthday song i did not know that <laughs> yeah it's a martin luther king song oh well good for him man i wonder what other songs are about him um pride in the name of love by you too oh did you know that um the remix to ignition is about Malcolm x <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah, yeah very very little known fact look it up that's, that's a good one y'all add that to wikipedia um but yeah so you guys can officially sing me happy birthday everybody and of course uh we are sponsored and shit so let me do all this work up front first let me tell you you need to go listen to what's the tea you can find it every tuesday on uh itunes and the stitchers um uh, just search what's the tea um nick jew and reggie are to the edgy um our delightful host that bring you into a world of just friendship and joy and shade and ratchetness and all kinds of shit every week man i don't miss an episode i don't feel like y'all should either no it's um, it's worth it they uh update that logo i love the logo with the little teacup i was like oh that's- doggo from the breakfast for dinner podcast hooked us up it is so precious i was like this is everything oh and for those of y'all they'll be like when we say meanwhile on oh, instagram that's straight from them straight from them so y'all can uh you know those, that's like our you know that's our booze over there uh matter of fact reggie sent me a um a birthday video like Did he sing to you uh nah he didn't sing but he said what's up nigga like that so it was like a long nigga <laughs> you know but uh that's well, i appreciate that man so um and I, don't, I don't know if he watched the uh fear of the walking dead so i you know i didn't even ask him to be on that's my bad really. up in massachusetts being old famous nigga so yeah. yeah she she can't even get him to listen to was it cereal listen i'm still trying to get we got like six voicemails to play about cereal (laughs) (laughs) and and she like well you need to watch the show he's like plam she was like no yo did you hear that um this is totally on a tangent but did y'all hear that um cereal is telling other journalists not to investigate the cases they're looking into because they don't want to spoil it Hmm. well Hmm. i listen so i listen to this um so there's undisclosed and then there's this podcast called the serial dynasty and he said that they contacted him directly and was like stop 
calling your show the Serial Dynasty and stop using our logo. Right. Shit. And that makes sense because they've made so much money off of that. And it makes sense for them to tell people don't investigate the same thing they're doing. Of course it makes sense because the point I'm trying to make is what I said the first time we talked about this because a motherfucking business y'all it's a right. product like and people it's not, don't understand that people act like it's some altruistic like oh we just want to help this guy out no man mm-hmm. they gotta sell this shit it's mm-hmm. it is what it is that's the game man so for me i always looked at it like a product and i was like the whole product is making you think maybe he didn't do it like there's no other angle to it if they did a whole serial and was like oh he definitely did it what the fuck would it be the point of listening to that right. so ev- that's why every week it would be like yo he probably didn't do it then the next week it's like he did that shit nah he ain't do it like it's good it's and, good tv and what's fucked up i didn't know that people using their logo and shit in their name brand i i, I can understand them saying you can't be doing that yeah i definitely understand oh no it's huge because now the whole his like rabia the lady who contacted sarah in the first place has her own show with two other lawyers called undisclosed where they're like breaking apart the case or whatever and so this guy his his podcast to me is more of an undisclosed companionship Mm. but he called it the serial dynasty same logo and everything i don't know how he was getting away with it for so long and now the show is hella popular on itunes Mm. got all the people from undisclosed on his show and some of the key players from the serial case to interview so his show is huge of course they were like shut it down yeah you yeah. don't get a cease and desist letter they ain't doing nothing but protecting their brand and i can't be mad i can't be mad either because we would do the same thing to our shit all right let me talk about uh well uh itunes and stitcher five star reviews the blackout tips uh the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport it's bullet ball and bullet, and bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is triple sponsored that's right um this podcast is brought to you by shadow dog productions uh let's keep this youtube train running they've got an entertaining new interview a video featuring friends of the show john fouts and uh gina simon and thatcher johnson weldon check it out and give them a thumbs up it's on the website i'll also put it in the chat for you guys to you know either click on or save at your leisure but um go give it a thumbs up if you haven't already a lot of people already did which is super dope man because it lets them know that you know we have some traction with our fans and our fans like look out for the show and our sponsors and show people like um you know that that is worth investing in us right so um thank you everybody that leaves a thumbs up in the comments and all that stuff is much appreciated um we're also brought to you by bevel that's right this episode is brought to you by bevel the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps check out getbevel.com today use code tbgwt and get 20 percent off of your first month at getbevel.com that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com and we also have a, a sexier sponsor so let me find some sexy music dj quest Come on, what the fuck is you doing? Who the fuck is you out there with? You think I'm stupid? My girls already don't put me up on your ass tonight, nigga. When you get home, I got stools for your bitch ass. Why you coming home? Five in the morning. Something's going on. Can I smell your dick? Let me like a fool, cause that ain't cool. Do what you need to do is let me smell your dick. Let me ask you
are you getting enough of smelling that nigga's dick ah well i bet you would love to not have to wouldn't you well adamandeve.com wants to give you love that you can trust self-love it's like the best kind uh nobody knows you better than you know yourself with 10 free gifts first they give you a sexy little surprise for yourself secondly you get a second little surprise for yourself and third a little something in case somebody want to come over and watch netflix and chill plus you get six Ah! you get six full length adult movies on dvd in case you can't watch netflix and you just gotta watch dvd and chill you can do it back to the old school and number 10 you get free shipping on your entire order so what do you have to do to get your 10 free gifts it's not hard go to adamandeve.com and select any one item it could be adventurous new toys sexy piece of lingerie or uh, to take a selfie in or anything that you desire it's up to you really just enter offer code tbgwt when you go to check out and you'll get your 10 free gifts go check out adamandeve.com today select one item and get 10 free gifts including free shipping when you enter offer code tbgwt that's tbgwt at adamandeve.com stop fucking with these niggas you can't trust don't be like brandy on love hip hop hollywood all right Hey, hey, my dick, wait a minute, hold up. See that's something that I love. That's right. Oh, shit. Domestic violence. Um, all right. Let's get it to, let's get it to the show. Um, oh, man. Did you watch Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, Nick? Sure did. Man, that Ray J is something else. The best part about the whole episode was his face when he was dancing up in front of them strippers right before Homeboy's wife came in. Oh. <laughs> He's yeah. the greatest heel of all time. He that- really is. He his skill set is underappreciated in my opinion, and he should be a much bigger star in in the in the realm of the world, not just VH1 and reality TV, but like everywhere. I totally agree, and I called it for The Rock, so I'm gonna just put it out there for Ray J as well. I was at The Rock's heel turn at a Raw in San Jose, and I was like, this dude's gonna have an amazing acting career. I'm calling it for Ray. Yeah, I feel it, man. You like the thing I noticed about him is he has the ability to say the truth and a lie in the same tone of incredulousness, and it works every time. It's hard not ah, to believe him. Ah, you know, exactly. like he'd be like, "Of course I had strippers." You're like, "What? You just and said it, you weren't gonna I, do that." And it seems so logical. Like, why wouldn't you have a last party in the apartment? Like, right. uh-uh. yeah, it, Princess would be like, I guess I did agree to that. Wait a minute. I didn't agree to that. <laughs> when did we do this? All right, man. I'm not even going to play that, that theme intro because it's only like 10 seconds and I don't like it. Um, but we got to talk about day walking, man. All right. This is, uh, Fear the Walking Dead, episode four of season one, not fade away. Uh, I was actually listening to uh, Project uh, Podcast Fandom, and Nina noticed that they also use this title for an episode of just the regular ass Walking Dead. So I don't know if that serves any coincidence or, or any uh, relevance to this show, but just thought it was interesting. Um, it's the first episode not directed by Adam Davidson, who did the first three. So uh, if it feels a little different, that's because different people did it. Mm-hmm. Um, basically nine days after the army quarantines the neighborhood it turns into a safe zone we catch back up with the family as everybody is trying to continue life as normal but uh residents are beginning to uh kind of 
chafe under the strict military curfew that they're under and madison is stressed by the home and all the stuff she's doing all the work uh travis is stressed out as a liaison between the military and the people who are in this uh, i think they call it a six block um safe zone uh chris is uh snooping around and finds out there may be survivors outside the fence um and uh nick is back on them drugs uh lisa is being a nurse uh doing the most uh griselda needs to get her foot worked on karen was absolutely right about that and um what else happened oh and then daniel salazar is woke as per use um so uh i'll start with uh how we always do just uh karen what'd you think about the episode in general how'd you feel i loved it all right karen loved the episode i know y'all shocked out there in podcast Uh hope you were sitting down uh nick how'd you feel about it i also loved it Mm, well this is gonna be uh it's gonna be a bit tricky here but guys i loved it too i don't know don't know what to tell you um (laughs) but uh yeah i loved it as well man um uh and uh i like like i like i said i just like the concept i think we really hit the nail on the head the first time we even talked about covering this show mm-hmm. when i was like we were both like yeah i just want to see the process right. that they go through and to get lo- to where rick was and a lot of people don't want to see it so they really need to stop watching the show like because yeah. a lot of people say it ain't got zombies it's the motherfucking beginning of it so you're not going to see zombies just falling out of the sky chasing them down the street and shit because this is kind of the beginning of the outbreak yeah i was low-key frustrated re uh re-watching it today because you know i rewatched it and live tweeted again so that i can like have my notes and it was a little bit frustrating because like um people feel like that's an invitation to tell you they don't like the show i'm not asking your opinion right like, Listen. <laughs> i give zero fucks i was not fielding opinions guys i just was I- you know, I didn't watch the original Walking Dead. I've seen like three or four episodes of the very first season. And I feel like that puts me at an advantage because it seems like the people that I've seen tweeting about it, they just want the Walking Dead. Like they don't, they won't take this show for what it is. Yeah. And it's like, which is funny because all those people, when I like, when, once they interrupt my mentions and I start being like, well, okay, let's talk about it. Almost to a man, they'll be like, well, I don't really like The Walking Dead. I'm like, well, what the fuck you watching this for? Right. There's a lot of people who hate watch The Walking Dead and have been doing it for four seasons. And it's really frustrating as somebody who likes the show just to like, anytime you mention it, they have to like constantly bombard you with how they don't like it and what's wrong with the show. And, and it's like, if you go, well, I don't think that's a problem. I like that. Then it's like, they can't just walk away. Like, okay, well, I guess we disagree. They have to be like, no, because look think about it this way i'm like no no i thought about it that way and i like it anyway right right and and that's i really do feel about that's how i feel about that show any show that i really 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 love i hate to be like this y'all i don't give a fuck if y'all like it or not i'm just putting it out i don't care yeah so anyway um they open up with um nick chilling in the dirtiest pool nasty he already was hella dirty so it kind of cleaned him up a little yeah. right. <laughs> maybe that's what happened he hopped it was clean he hopped in and then he that, got crazy yeah that was the residue of him from oh. being in the pool was all that dirt because uh oh, that's that's what happened when you don't have the mexicans um cleaning your pools it get like that nasty mm. and he was shady racist i know 
I know. No, no, Karen. That's racist. <laughs> um, he was, um, what was crazy to me though, he's had some shades on. He's laid back, like, you know, just, just completely chilled out. And all I could think was like, yo, this, no one can tell this dude's still high. <laughs> like right. that's, that's high people behavior, man. Right. Um, and then Travis was going out for a run with headphones on, uh, waving at people right like everything was all good in the neighborhood yeah and you know my thing with travis is while i think he's gonna drive people who watch the show crazy because they know where this is headed for me he kind of makes a sense in a way yes he does his thing is this shit is gonna pass we're gonna get back to normal right and the thing right now is to show everybody a strong example of holding it together being calm like almost like president obama like when something fucked up happens and the president has to give a speech a lot of times his speeches would be like you know hey we're everything's cool don't freak out you know here's my birth certificate come on calm down like his whole thing is kind of like that and i I feel like that's what travis uh travis does so right because his thing is that he just wants he just don't want to panic yeah you know what it is for me it's like those people who are like i couldn't have been a slave like they want to think with their today right now mentality how they would have acted in slavery i think that's how people are looking at travis like it's nine days since the zombie apocalypse started they don't know what zombies are they don't know that they're in the apocalypse like how would how how is he supposed to act Right. right and you have a large percentage of people in the area that might not even have came in contact with them not just that but they've never seen a herd that's right where you get a bunch together right like the most chaotic thing they saw was human beings rioting acting a motherfucking fool (laughs) correct you know i just have seen two zombies himself but i think he's still in the frame of mind of like something is really something trippy is going on i think it'll be over soon he trusts the military like he's not he's not daryl or whoever right he's in he's in denial you know i think that's more than anything he's in denial of this idea that society is falling apart and i think most people would find themselves in a similar situation um you know just from being on twitter and talking to people like people swear they so woke but if that was the case then like after 9 11 motherfuckers would took over the government like it's not people are not that fucking proactive when they're scared you know so when you're scared you try to get back to a routine and you know as and i think a lot of people don't recognize that they're you don't i don't think they understand the difference between treating this like some sort of invasion of just crazy zombies that you have to go stomping and killing people are really treating this more like a natural disaster right like a hurricane or a tornado or earthquake and it's one of those things where people just want some uh semblance of their life before and it's like for most people I like Travis. They're like, hey, um, whatever we can do to get back to normal. Because even with the military there, it is some form of normalcy with them there. It's some form of order. Because it's one of those things where I just want order. I just want it to go back to to the way it used to be. And even if I don't believe this, I'm going to say this just because I don't have control over the situation. Yeah. People are acting like they're supposed to like, uh, like, you know how crazy. I don't want to be around anybody that within 10 days it's like we need weapons we gotta start kidnapping people i'm looking at you like what the fuck it's put some only spikes 10 days on, you need to put some spikes on your car dog i'm gonna be like hey man look cable's still working 
so i'm gonna wait for the power to come on and then i'm watching what i dvr bro i just all right it's not time yet to be doing all this crazy shit now in a month we might can talk right it's not like they gotta eat each other. Like they still have food. <laughs> they get power for certain. <clears throat> it's not like right. I think. I think people are looking at it from the perspective of like they know what's coming, and right. so they need him to be more ready for what's coming. But he ain't gonna get ready till it's time to get ready. Right. I didn't think. And the thing is, I still feel like this family's moving along at a fucking fast clip. Like they will be more woke than several people around them by the time they fully woke mm-hmm. because they still are like you know seeing shit that other people aren't seeing um the thing that's funny to me though is um people i we said from the jump it's gonna be interesting how fans handle being smarter than the characters right because typically people just do not do well with knowing more than the characters they're watching and they you know all of a sudden you hear they're stupid they did this they did that wrong and you're like yeah but if you didn't know how dangerous this shit was correct you would do the same shit you do dangerous shit every day you don't every think about day. it hey that's the thing they're just being normal and everyone's like i hate travis then don't watch the show because he's your protagonist right yeah and and, and someone was like uh, i was talking to someone they were like yeah man i'm just so frustrated with these characters i was like kind of like season one of the regular walking dead when everybody was fucking frustrated with rick and it was like well, i don't remember that i was like oh i remember it because we covered the show and it was nothing but people being like uh shit for three seasons it was just people being like when is rick gonna finally wake up and realize that this ain't jane ain't his friend and this ain't and i'm like yo what would the show be fun if everybody got everything right would it be would no. you watch that because i wouldn't no. I, I I wouldn't either. And the, the thing about it, like Nick, you said, they don't want to take the show for what it's worth and take it as a separate entity from The Walking Dead. It's not The Walking Dead. It never be The Walking Dead. And if it was, I would get mad because I don't want to see the same thing. Yeah. All right. I, I'm just not invested enough to love or hate anybody. I'm just watching the show at this point. Right. right. People enjoying I, it. People actually making me love these people, even though I don't because they hate them yeah because they hate them so much i'm like what the fuck they didn't do that what is so bad about that right like she she gonna get tetanus i'm like man she grieving over her black boyfriend gone right damn she can't be sad (laughs) um all right so um the perfect perfect this perfect day song was playing I, i don't know the song um the actual title of it but it was like a very ironic song because it was all about this perfect day and everybody's like sunbathing jogging trying to do dishes and it's like nothing's perfect everything's so close to being fucking fucked up but they don't know right um chris is on the rooftop getting his journalism on uh he got a camera and he recorded a house that had been burned up and he said people been packing up uh people been watching houses burn which is some detroit shit right uh, <laughs> and, and if you're watching houses burn you know somebody's out there yeah he said that was better than um better than uh tv for some people but uh but the thing is though if the houses are burning um he, he also said that people had packed up and left and they hadn't seen anybody for a few days so i'm assuming he said people were probably heading east so they probably did the same shit that they were gonna do but the military showed up right before <gasps> they would have left they you know okay, like like they bought they boxed them in because because if they would have left when they had chosen left and not returned back they probably would have been gone yeah but, they would have been gone right. like everybody else and that's kind of which is you know because some people are like they killed everybody in the zone it's like well if you listen to chris he said people got up and fucking left 
which is the same shit they would have done it's just literally the military coincidentally showed up as they were pulling out the neighborhood right so you know that makes sense that there's not a ton of people alive just walking around going to work and shit outside the fence right um so he said uh i noticed this move he said travis says we're the lucky ones he don't call his dad dad right yeah that relationship is strained mm-hmm travis says we're the lucky ones throw those dudes a parade if we let them and look we're grateful for our saviors to the ones who protect us to those who know that it's feeding time at the zoo so i was like chris probably had the ill tumbler <laughs> <laughs> that he, deep shit yeah he looked like Jaden smith <laughs> yeah, <he probably laughs> yeah you know he you know he wanted to be uh, about them zombie lives matter he was he was on the scene with the camera and they were showing that the military was still letting people in because they showed like a couple people bringing like one box and coming in um and it was like a ragtag group of people so it wasn't like this like I, like it was kind of confusing because it didn't seem like the military was just killing everybody they ran into if they were letting some people in at the beginning right so you know it's just i don't know it's just it was just an interesting note that i you know saw i have a question so are they just putting them in the houses that people ain't in no more like where are these people gonna stay yeah probably putting them in houses that people ain't in okay uh chris saw a flashing light off in the distance and he was like hello and then it cut to the theme starting and shit um so i felt like chris seeing that light and that hit the same impulse that made him run to that riot kicked in like mm-hmm. i got to know you know what's out there and right. like maybe they need help you know maybe i need to record this for my journalism or something because mm-hmm. he seems to be documenting everything and i actually kind of like that about chris um as far as this idea of like documenting and cataloging everything and uh watching the military because it just gives his character something different and it's a good narrative device to kind of let us into his inner thoughts and shit like that um with the cam recorder and shit Mm -hmm. i don't know how long at some point i'm assuming this luxury will pass yep but for right now i was okay with it um so travis comes in from running from jogging and madison and alicia are looking at the clock and they have a couple sticky notes up next to the clock which i'm assuming the clock is battery operated and it lets them know when the power's coming on yeah Mm. um and they were late like the power hadn't came on yet the military was supposed to cut it on and travis comes in and was like what's up y'all and she was like oh so you back you know look who's home um you went to the fucking why right yeah (laughs) which you said liza because i don't know where liza be yeah (laughs) when you gonna take a shower by the way um so he he comes in the house thinking and she was like uh about to catch an attitude and he was like don't worry you know the the grid apparently is they don't want to put too much stress on the grid so they've been turning the power on in intervals which isn't really that new to california because california's had roaming blackouts blackouts before to conserve power in the past um but it was you know apparently just the technique that the military is using where you get power for a certain amount of time then they turn it off um so one thing that was funny though is this is like the second or third time travis has pulled the it's gonna be okay move and then the power turned on (laughs) and i was like yo he is the luckiest dummy yo he is so Ah. lucky 
he really just be like it's gonna be all right Ju-ju. then he'd be like see the power's on damn why was you tripping it's like <laughs> she really had a good point um so she talked about repainting the family room um uh, <laughs> was trying to have some other priorities and i was like you and travis in denial if you think repainting that family room gonna matter but she thinks hey might come back to i honestly i don't even think she thinks it's gonna come back to normal i think she thought that repainting the family room was like some shit to pass the time right and didn't she say something to alicia about still being able to see like the blood stains or whatever yes and she said because alicia was like we just repainted a couple weeks ago and she was like come on dog it's ugly up in there let's do this and um then they get into this argument because uh travis is apparently the military leader moyers right hand liaison uh they even call him the mayor at one point um between the 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 people in this in this six block radius and the military and maddie was like you know you basically live staying out this house talking to this dude um i'm doing all this shit by by myself my house is a refugee camp my daughter's room is icu for strangers someone has to cook someone has to clean and i was like yo really that's all the same problem but i feel you though maddie you know i'll be mad too uh she tried to act like it was different problems anyway ah! she was so so um travis was like and then she was like and lisa's not helping where she's at and he was like she you know she out doing her nurse thing helping people and shit and, and he was like is that what this is about lisa and she was like no it's about you i was like it's about it's about lisa it's about her yeah Liza out there getting uh, her nurse on and you gotta stay at home with them kids and chris are you mad right. i don't blame her i wouldn't be too pleased to live with the baby mama either so. mm-hmm. you can't i mean look the things that they are concerned about are things you can be concerned about when you have food shelter clothing right you and know you're not, you don't have starvation happening right people mad they petty but it's like yo this is not sleeping in a hut hoping a zombie doesn't creep by okay correct so i'm gonna be saying something about your ex-wife just sleeping under my roof with your kid mm-hmm. so um yeah so she, uh she told him that he runs off to play man of the people with his soldier friends i was like ooh, ooh, that's a that's a low blow um and then alicia finally got tired and was like can y'all niggas stop acting like everything is okay and we could have this domestic argument um zombies people hello right she had had enough she was like y'all fucking arguing about bullshit it's some shit happening around here yeah but she just learned about that so right it's fresh to her right you know what I mean? that, like, that's why she got a lot of anger too she think about matt being dead shit she mad right. as fuck <laughs> she's, she's like my man is dead damn and y'all arguing um so uh um then travis goes up to the roof because his answer to this argument that he's not helping enough is of course the same answer all dads have let me go find my son and make him do the chores that's my dad answers to a lot of things too right so uh tris is on the roof and travis is like hey man come off the roof and come do these come help your uh stepmom basically paint this house and shit and um um chris was like hey man i've been recording up here on this roof and i've seen this light look at this and he's and travis just treated the whole time like you're just making it up it's not a big deal i don't see anything you could be it could be anything just come on off the roof 
and not listening to chris right. at all brushing him off and that's probably a lot of the issues that he's had with him is that he brings shit to him and it probably constantly got brushed off like his shit didn't matter that's why he called him travis and not dad right mm-hmm. that's how it happens that's a word um and the thing for me is in that scene i just thought travis doesn't want there to be anything Mm-hmm. Like he just doesn't want there to be anything or anyone out there signaling for help because it would mean the military's lying. It would mean that people aren't doing their jobs. It would mean somebody needs help. Um, and he doesn't want to be responsible for any of that shit. So he's just like, uh, fuck it. The military would have got him if it was, if there was supposed to be a person out there. Cause he the one go have to go and see. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Maddie goes to check on Nick and Nick is like, chilling at the pool and she's like i found the drugs on the counter that you're supposed to be taking to get yourself off of uh heroin and he was like man i don't need that no more baby i kicked that shit right and i'm like hold up so in nine days look i don't know enough about being addicted to heroin i'll say i'll admit that up top but i don't think but it in, works like that in nine days you went from i got these two cheeseburgers i suck your dick to give it to griselda he was like give my drugs away i'm good she needed more than me <laughs> so i'm like dog you playing this so like you fucking the illusion up like you playing it too bad like you should have at least took the drugs even if you didn't take them to keep the rules up right. but it made maddie suspicious which you know obviously she should be um so then she asked she was she's like all right well i got your drugs if you need them and put them in the pocket she told him don't try to be a hero he said you know i won't and then he said hey mama you okay and she said enjoy your swim and i he's swimming that dirty ass pool yeah yeah uh moyers is giving a speech that's the government leader guy and uh he gives a speech like chris christie gives a speech yes he does (laughs) this shit was very forceful you come in there like, listen here, bitches. Everybody in here lucky to be alive. You're lucky we're here with these fucking guns and you ain't not on the outside. Mm-hmm. I got a question. Shut the fuck up. I'm talking. Yeah, he, uh, which is funny because he did get interrupted a lot for a dude that got all the guns and the soldiers. Right. Yeah, they didn't care. They was like, no, we have a question. Like, <laughs> that was like, you, we still citizens. You was not going to shoot us. Mm-hmm. That's um, when people don't have a fear of the military. He said the the DZ remains off limits uh, while we dispose of any hazardous materials. Somebody was like, "What hazardous materials? What's going on with that?" And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I told you a lot of them probably are oblivious to just everything that's happening. Of course, but you gonna turn the phone back on, right? When, when can I get back on Facebook? <laughs> See, he was like, "Man, anybody outside the fence, you know, you gonna get in trouble." And he was, they was like, "When will we will we be relocated?" You know, they was like, "What? No, just stay in the fence." Damn, right? No, you are safe. Here is safe. Like, like we can't send y'all a ship. Y'all know well. Said health screenings will continue. So now they got health screenings. To which I just felt like the missing word that was mandatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's mandatory. Yeah, I uh, said, and then they, and then um, Ophelia was like, "What about medicine? We need medicine." And he was like, "Yeah, we ain't got no medicine yet, so keep boiling that water, <laughs> so you don't die." Yeah, and we um, have to shoot you. Someone asked uh, the people outside the fence, "Where did you move them?" And then he finally got enough of they shit and said, you are in one of 12 safe zones. Be nice so I don't have to shoot you. And I said, that's the real, that's the real message right there, this whole little speech. Right. He trying to be nice to y'all. He's like, look, we could just kill y'all niggas and like keep the houses for ourselves. We, we good. Um, 
so then Ophelia goes to get supplies i guess they have daily rations she goes to get her rations off the truck and there's a soldier there and she starts flirting real hard with him mm-hmm. just like and and i will give her credit man because it's been nine days the way she was flirting made me feel like well maybe in that nine days this they've developed some type of relationship or something but then i was thinking like it's only been nine days right she just had her game was just that smooth man right and this was the we had just was the same dude that's right that was checking her out when she had went up there before mm-hmm. so how old is ophelia because she got to be her early 20s make her 20s yeah because sometimes they try to make her seem like she's like 19 but then when they zoomed in real close she looked like she's about 35 right yeah it, i got the feeling that she had to be in her 20s right um, too but yeah i guess they haven't really covered that so mm-hmm. but i'm assuming she's of, of adult age so Ophelia was coming on to the soldier dude and you know um he he uh you know was asking her name a couple times you could tell he was feeling her too um and i was like okay so dude uh think he got gay he think he pulled he be pulling chicks in 10 days and shit okay right i was like hey dad here fucking they're gonna fuck around and get fucked up out here trying to fuck in the back of the parking lot out here in nowhere zone uh so well we hadn't got to that part oh well, my bad moyers takes travis aside and tells him look it's a dude up the street doug who will not take his health screening this mandatory. Need, yeah that, that which we well we find out that it's mandatory because he said um you need to talk to him because if you don't talk him down i will take him down <laughs> right which means we will kill him yeah or just bust in there and make him do it you know um and i was like all this because doug won't take a health screening um well this is the thing at that point did y'all think doug was a zombie or did y'all think he just was scared to take the health screening i thought he i thought he had got bitten or something and he just didn't want them to find out i that's why i really thought i thought he had got bit scratched or something and he was like if they come in here i know i'm dead yeah what about oh same thing for you yeah i thought he was a zombie for sure all right um so i also thought he was a zombie too uh or i thought that was gonna be the twist was oh he's a zombie or he got bit and he's turning but uh doug was just uh just a bitch he was just sitting in the bathroom crying um looking like zach galifianakis right Um, like a lot of people would be like yeah that's a no him panicking is a normal behavior like that's not abnormal for people not to be able to handle this shit well on a low doug was woke as fuck yes he was the hazards of being woke really you know he was scared he was like i don't have the answer right i don't i'm not lying to them because he was like how can you tell them it's gonna be all right when you don't know it's really gonna be all right and being a man and being accountable and responsible you know and being the protector and provider quote unquote how can you look them in the eye knowing that you're lying to them uh go What's ahead the hashtag fragile masculinity mm-hmm masculinity so fragile yeah and, and you know what's crazy is doug had like he them that karen's talking about is his two kids that were in uh hazmat like quarantine gear mm-hmm. his wife right um because i guess until you get cleared of the health screenings they put you in the quarantine um so uh doug this scene was so important to me doug asking travis how to basically go out and lie to people and pretend everything's gonna be okay gives us an insight into travis's mentality because travis mentality and it it, like for the people that go they can't stand him and they don't understand he's telling you right there if you act like it's okay because people are dependent on you 
hopefully you can fake it till you make it mm-hmm. like i don't know that it's gonna be okay but at least let me go out here and act like it's gonna be okay so we don't have a total chaos and panic right because people are looking to someone to lead and we saw what happened with the riots we see what happened when you don't have leadership in place right um so that's his philosophy and maybe you don't agree with it but there's a it's, he's not stupid it's like people were saying mm-hmm. he was stupid he's not stupid that's that's just his plan and he's a teacher so i guarantee you you know in that gangster paradise he's had to give a lot of speeches mm-hmm. to them children so they don't tear his fucking classroom up mm-hmm. uh so i enjoyed that alicia was at the same time was walking through the neighborhood with the uh rations for the day and she was she saw chris and maddie painting over the the room and she was just feeling real emo so she uh walked over to the trans house the susu tran and i think peter was her husband's name Mm -hmm. or patrick one of those two um they went she (laughs) at the tran house like the trap house or whatever i was like what is the tran house right. <laughs> i was so confused <laughs> she went to the trans house and um yes it was really it was really a garage but it believed it was a house his whole life and <laughs> now she went over to their house and um she walked through <laughs> she, she walked through like nobody um like it was nobody's like it was her house looked at a picture that apparently she had drawn Mm-hmm. for them when she was a kid because yeah. susu used to babysit her yeah i was like only white people would just walk freely through these people's home i mean i know they're not there and no shit like that but she just walked through there like nothing's gonna happen yeah well i don't think it's it's not really dangerous yet and that's true and it's the familiarity because you know when maddie was standing in front of susan she had said like this woman watched my kids for me so she was basically like their grandmother so you okay. know she's been in that house all the time like after school okay okay all that so it was like second nature that makes sense people people in the fence aren't acting savage yet so there's no reason to think you can't just walk to your neighbor's house that's true you know like it's not like at least for me unlike walking dead and other like apocalypse type shows i don't have any fear that someone's gonna get like kidnapped hemmed up raped whatever unlike a lot of these shows where it's like that even if it doesn't happen there's a constant threat like oh you're out by yourself something fucked up could happen right well that's not the case right now so when alicia walked in that house even i I didn't feel scared i was like okay she's going in the house it's obviously being cleared by the military that yeah that's true that's true that's true i keep thinking well somebody else could have squatted in there maybe maybe wait 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 the way my mind ticks yeah it's cool it's cool you just woke you real woke i'm not (laughs) um so she walks in looks at it then she looks at her arm she still hasn't taken the ink that matt drew of that heart on her arm off and i was like you ain't took a shower in 10 days girl well she nicked dirty ass sister so probably not right mm-hmm. what that thing smelled like Ugh. Oh, um, a zombie the right. <laughs> they won't the zombie's gonna come by and not be able to tell us her um, <laughs> i didn't keep walking by so she started crying when she saw it because she misses him and he dead he's been dead for about 10 days now yes he has um so i I just can't wait for a couple days later when alicia has um goth clothing and black eyeshadow and oh it's coming black lipstick (laughs) um so lisa or liza i think they i think they say eliza 
liza goes to uh, goes around on her nurse rounds and she's going to see hector um and hector is um living in a, i don't know i don't know do y'all know the relationship between hector and this the woman who was there do you think that's like I thought it was his, his wife, wife. I thought yeah was his i thought wife. it was his wife too okay all right so hector and his wife hector has congenital heart disease so she's been basically giving him morphine to get him through the day um and that and and that's it and and his wife whose name escapes me at this this time but i'm sure i wrote it down later she was like thank you you know she appreciated her looking out for hector uh she said he was all that she had and she wanted to give her some food and liza didn't want to take the food and she didn't really want to talk to her do you think that was because she is not a real nurse and she felt ashamed or you like what do y'all think it was i when i watched it the second time that's that was my thought because i had missed all of that the first time and in hindsight it made sense to me that she just wanted to talk about as little as possible in case it's a question she can't answer or something like that or she feels bad because she's lying yeah because oh oh girl was like here's some food and she was just like no nah, you ain't gotta give me no food i was like girl you gotta take that food mm-hmm. <laughs> i gonna need it on you want them canned beans over this homemade <laughs> shit she made you better get that shit <laughs> um so yeah she i thought she felt a little guilty karen what'd you think yeah because i thought it was something where she was just like i don't i don't i don't know what you're cooking i don't know what's up in there i'm good Mm-hmm. i didn't know how to really take because you know how <laughs> some folks is funny about taking food from other people I'll, you know what i'm saying so she might have been like nah i'm good I, I got food at the house or i mean might have been one of those things where you know she wanted to do it out of the kindness of her heart and she didn't want people to feel obligated to try to pay her the idea of turning down food is so foreign to this like reality like it's uh, that's got to be a nice luxury because you know in the other so they eating dogs and shit so you know it's real in the field there um so nick turns into a a heroin ninja hops about the pool silently Um, yeah because he peeked to see her coming out yeah Mm -hmm. and he we find out basically for however long she's been giving this morphine drip uh nick has been paying attention to her walking out of this house and sneaking in taking the morphine drip sticking it into his toe right uh, like his his not toe but the toe webbing or whatever and getting high as hell yeah because i was like i seen the dude and because they had it where the shot was you was above the bed and i was like is this dude about to die you know because you seen him like breathing hard and heavy i was like oh shit he about to turn and then they slowly go deeper and deeper and then you see this nigga laid on the floor up beneath the fucking bed which made me like my first thought was what if dude turns into a zombie while nick is under that bed right because he died because he didn't have his morphine or whatever um and uh i guess it didn't we didn't have to worry about it because it didn't happen but i was like he high he don't care right and that's the signs of a true crack head a true crack head is thingest thingy thing i have ever seen like damn (laughs) nick really he really like he really would just be like i ain't shit well why, why are we pretending <laughs> so he went he was getting high shit and um so then um after that uh um ophelia is making out with the soldier guy and he tries to go in for the draws and she's like whoa maybe we should slow down a little and he was like oh you're right it's just i really like you and 
you're the only one who makes me feel like they're still good in people and he hugged her and then her face when he hugged her went completely blank and then she was like what about my mama drugs right she was like no i'm not here to fuck you um i'm here trying to get these drugs out and it really wasn't until that moment that i realized that was her game i thought she liked him that's what i'm saying she right because that first flirting exchange i was buying it mm-hmm. i was like i guess he got game man i mean she maybe she just she's a progressive woman she just mm-hmm. don't fall into your gender politics okay if she see a man she want to fuck in a zombie apocalypse that's what Ophelia is about to do and then during this scene i was like oh she's just getting his dick hard so she can like get them drugs right um which begs the question if your mama was sick in a zombie apocalypse and you thought you could fuck a soldier to get her the right drugs ah! keep her alive would you do it karen no nope mama gotta die okay nick nick g what about you I- I think I would pull the Ophelia. Like, she don't really have to close the deal. You just get him hard so he's not thinking straight and you distract him into going with your plan. I I guess for me, I would like, that gotta be another way other than fucking you. I don't know where your dick been. Yeah, you know what's interesting is Mm. I kept, I was thinking to myself, um, I mean, first of all, yeah, you definitely fucked the, I I would fuck the soldier. I mean, come on, guys. I want my mama to live, (laughs) y'all. there gotta be i guess in my mind i'm like there gotta be another way no yeah, i would well, try to tease him until he gave me the stuff desperate times although i do think she made a smart decision by trying to fuck with him on that patrol because he didn't have time mm. you know what i'm saying like right. she could just pull the like hold up i'm just not ready you know well, jesus and, and everything and they've been calling him too yeah that's what i'm saying yeah okay yeah, if she just goes oh i'm not ready for all that then the the next you know within a minute there's hey man where you at man how's that patrol coming you kind of late so he doesn't have time to really do a lot anyway but and that's the move because he gonna get it for her and he still haven't even smelled for him maybe he did ask though to get the drugs although i wonder what happens if he would have got them oh that'd have been the end of that relationship she took them drugs left and he would have never seen her ass again but what if he would have been like i got the drugs but what's up with us baby he probably would have to rape her he might never know them soldiers military got a lot of rape <laughs> um but yeah anyway i would have just fucked them fuck it man it's my mama can't let my mama die because i was too proud what kind of shit is this we bringing condoms cause... yeah of course i got condoms man what are you crazy it's the zombie apocalypse not the aids apocalypse i'm not gonna die <laughs> trying to do this shit but yeah definitely would have let them hit can't let my mama die man i guess we can tell whose mama listens to this show <laughs> not mine apparently not <laughs> she gonna be like what <laughs> i'll be like mama we gotta we gotta it's gotta be another way <laughs> i'm sorry mama mm-hmm. i am for real <laughs> zelda would have been okay with it yeah never meant to let my mama die <laughs> <laughs> so um <laughs> um travis and she done lived i'm not giving it up for that (laughs) (laughs) so uh (laughs) speaking of speaking of fucking uh maddie and travis was fucking in the car uh and she did him like robin givens and boomerang (laughs) (laughs) she really got up and was like i'm done he was like because he said something like if that's makeup sex we should fight more often she was like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh i got shit i got shit to do she, she put her clothes on like uh-huh right. all right, all right, right then right. 
<laughs> she popped out the dick. She got the dick <clears> like, mm, all right, I got to go. <laughs> you he, need he to take your the, dick somewhere else. He thought the argument was over. She was like, nope, mm-hmm. I'm still mad. Right. <laughs> and uh, he he was like, uh, and he had some alcohol in him too, so maybe that's why he was feeling loose with it. But he basically was like, what's going on with you? You know. And then she go, he goes, what's going on? She says. There's no news anywhere. Vivian says she heard soldiers talking about quarantine camps in Barstow, but she's a gossip. He's like, no, what's going on with you, nigga? Not, <laughs> not everything else. Get the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> she, she really hit him with that. <laughs> she hit him with that. I know what you meant. Um, and so, um, he was like, you know, you, you, you got the kids and the house and all this shit. Y'all stressed out and, um, she he she he was she was like um well somebody's gotta you know do all this stuff somebody's gotta watch nick and he was like well why you why you gotta watch nick she was like he needs watching he's on drugs nigga it's important very um and then she was like which i which is something i love because they get this right with the whole like merging a family thing because everybody's protective of their kind of their own mm-hmm. even if they're not consciously aware of it so then she hit them with the defensive like well, as long as we're exchanging parenting tips, you might <laughs> you might want to pay attention to uh, Chris. And he was like, "All I do all day is pay attention," and she says, "I mean, positive attention." Right. And he goes, "Why do I feel like I'm being called into your office?" And I was like, "Nigga, because you is. You are in her office, and Maddie is going to work." <laughs> um. So Maddie basically said the soldiers have been promising shit for nine days. And they haven't delivered. There's no phones, no medicine, no information from outside, no doctors. I don't think that shit's coming. You don't think it's coming? Mm-mm. Nope. I think they have all these areas. I do believe they have all these areas divided up. But I also think they have a separate area where they're taking people. In my opinion, they're killing people and uh, or doing experiments on people at that at a separate facility mm. that they don't that the military knows about, but like the general population doesn't know about. Mm-hmm. And they promising them that shit, so it won't be pure chaos. But I, 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 or if it does come, it's gonna be very, very little. Mm, you woke as hell too, then. Um, I just think they incompetent. Like I don't think that the military. I think the military is obviously keeping secrets and lying, which is right. what they do. But I don't think it's like turn off the phones. I just think they can't get them up. That would be my guess, you know. But maybe we'll find out that they really just don't want the people to talk. Uh, Nick, what do you think? You think the military is purposely uh, keeping all the communication down? I I feel both ways about it. Like, I think both of y'all have a really good point because they could just be incompetent because uh, the military does kind of know everything. The government kind of knows everything. But, I mean, it's do we believe that there has been a complete government shutdown over the whole state, over the whole country? Like, how much do they know? And how yeah. much do they know? You know, I don't, I don't trust them either way. You know, they do appear to be having some sort of um, communication between military posts and shit, though. Right. So and, and- they are, because he has orders, quote unquote, that he keeps saying he's getting from somewhere. So there must be communication somehow, but the people don't have communication with each other. Right. And, and, and just the, like, this is just my quote unquote theory. I think the communication is probably like in the little 12 areas. But it wouldn't surprise me if they lost communication outside of that area. 
because yeah. at the beginning tobias was you know saying when he was you know out there on reddit was saying hey this shit is across all these different states and you know whatever's riding in the blackout the, the thing blackout 11 states called the state of emergency so i really believe that they're losing communication and they just don't want to show uh that that weakness you know because you show weakness people you it'll be chaos yeah but that's different from because that's more what i'm saying i don't think they can get the phones up like i don't think there is communication like you're just not gonna be able to call somebody that's that's done but that like but maddie was saying well maybe they don't want the phones to work which i think is a different point which is we trying to shut down communication for some reason to which i'm like what reason would that be to shut down communication that seems kind of like seems backwards to me yeah, and I'm on the fence because they they kind of would want to shut down communication if this is something that has spread all over the country. Because right. I think right now they have the people under the impression that everything's going to go back to normal. Like we have this area contained, we're containing all these areas, but I think they know that it's they that they're losing the war. Ah, uh, right. okay. Well, maybe that's what they're doing it to control everybody so they won't get too riled up. I guess. Me too. If they find out that it's basically over with, then they'll just overthrow the army. And so yeah. then there was a real telling exchange because Travis was like, uh, look, because uh, she was like, I did look at that video, Chris said, and I saw the light too. And he was like, you know, look, man, that, you know, that don't worry about that bullshit. She was like, oh, so you did see it, mm-hmm. which I, I love that. Right. She calls him on his shit. You just ignored it because you just didn't want to admit that there was somebody out there. And before they could finish the argument, Maria showed up. Maria is Doug's wife. Uh, Doug is the guy who didn't want the health screening. Mm-hmm. And she got her kids out in their raincoats and quarantine clothes past curfew. Right. <laughs> and I think Maddie even said, hey, man, it's past curfew. And she was like, so shoot me. I was like, ooh. <laughs> Maria's not fucking around tonight. Uh, and then Maddie was like, well, you can come in and wait with, with us and the kids. She was like, no, I'm not going, I'm not letting my kids out of my sight. Um, Doug is missing. His car is gone. And, um, Travis was like, well, I'm sure, you know, it's, it's a perfect explanation. She was like, for what? We can't drive. Right. <laughs> can't nobody go nowhere. What are you talking about? We can only go six blocks. Yeah. So he was like, okay, I'll go. I'll, he told, he, like, he realized she wasn't trying to hear it. So then Travis gets down on one knee and says to the kids, I'll find your dad. All right, we'll find him. And I was just like, this is Travis's thing. This is his go to. He went to the Russell Wilson School of Leadership. Yes, he did. You, just, <laughs> you stay calm. You stay focused. And uh, you, you never stop believing in yourself. And I, I respect that. Um, so I think this is when Travis went walking and found that car. And it was Doug's fancy ass car and it was crashed into the fence or something. Right. Like maybe he had tried to get on top of the car and climb over. To which I'm not gonna front. I lost all respect for Doug. <laughs> it's like fuck this nigga then. Cause he, cause he was scared <laughs> and frightened. But you I gonna leave your family? Like, I was mad too. Like how Doug gonna leave each other. And the way his wife was talking about his car, it sounded like he had been cheating on her with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you that's his car. Yeah, he loved his car more than his family. And then the other thing too was um I was so glad they didn't catch the black dude to be Doug at that moment. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> Ooh that would have been hard. <laughs> Timeline would have lit the fuck up. <laughs> uh so yeah, Doug Galifanag is somewhere missing and shit. <laughs> and, and you know what that was punk ass. He was like, Y'all know what? 
y'all need to stay here he left his wife and kids like i am out bitches yeah you know um so uh i think he left him regardless you think he would have left the family regardless yes maybe i don't know maybe he already had some side chicks he was running to see up something i don't know um so uh (laughs) so they come back and maury is out hitting um some golf balls um passing the time travis comes up and says hey man doug is missing and he's like oh he's not missing we took him in last night he was acting crazy we ain't want him out out there in in the fence with y'all acting crazy so we just locked him up and travis like you ain't tell his wife and kids right he said i'm not a social worker that's your job uh and then he hit some more golf club uh golf balls and was mad because he shanked one and um travis brought up that there was a light out in the dz and he said up on the hill and he said that's uh that's not possible we uh we already cleared that area so but right then i was just like yeah he is gonna kill whoever's doing that light Mm-hmm. The, and that too also made me think they're hiding something when they took right. Doug away because doug was woke and yeah like, Can't doug, be woke. doug was too woke um yeah so yeah he was yeah. like oh go ahead karen oh yeah because his whole thing was like i can't have chaos i can't have people panicking and you acting him acting crazy was gonna make people panic so he was like no we gotta get you out of here and you gotta knows? take you gotta take doug out the situation because i don't want him to pull a chris benoit on his family like Listen. buddy just had the vibe i'm sorry yeah this, this something went right i'm profiling okay yeah. but he had that kill my family and be like i took him out of this world so that the zombies wouldn't vibe and uh no you gotta lock his ass up right they was like when it, when it was he driving it was like you can't drive and they was like oh we gotta take you away no i think he drove his car towards the fence to either drive out of the fence or uh, climb over the okay, fence and they caught and him. the military's like the fuck you going doug right. and then they locked his ass up it um, seemed, they tried to make it seem though like they took him in the middle of the night and maybe they took the car and crashed it to make mm. it look like he ran away maybe oh you know what that could be their plan too they could have done that although i would so wonder question yeah i would wonder how his family wouldn't have heard that but yeah maybe that's what they did either way doug need to go he was tripping i'm sorry i don't feel sorry for doug yeah and 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 i don't think nobody would have heard it because some of these areas are like far away from the houses you know because like where he was i ain't seen no homes around him i see more like trees so I don't know how big this quote unquote zone well, is. Well, his family would have. What are you talking about? Where he was? You mean where no, his where, car was? Right. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. because it's kind of yeah. away from the homes, you know. Yeah. So it's not like it's in the neighborhood. Yeah, I'm just saying if they would have taken him, I, I feel like his family would know. Right. If they would have like forced him out of the house or something. That's true too. That's but, true. But at the same time, you know, who knows, man? Maybe he was dumb enough to come outside or something. Right, and they caught his ass. I don't know. Either way, good riddance. Um, so who knows? He might be back. No, no. Uh, the kids will be better off without him. Anyway, yeah! so um, Cynthia uh, went and found a taller. Cynthia is uh, Hector's wife. She went and found a taller, smarter woman to be a doctor. Um, and Lisa was feeling pretty. Liza was feeling pretty, pretty insecure um, about it. Um, that woman walked in she was like a supermodel like right her height and shit mm-hmm. real tall and her and she had that thigh gap so you knew not to trust her um, ah! 
<laughs> she walked in and she was like basically like so um hector's gone and i'm the doctor now look at me i'm the captain now and uh i saw and uh and and liza was like well where's hector i need to see him and she was like that's cute uh can i talk to you in private and then when she sat her down ah! was like uh what was up with that shit you scribbled on that notepad because that ain't nurse talk right and you ain't no real nurse and just called her on her shit she was like yeah i can't read this this don't make sense and liza said look man i use uh i i'm you know i'm not fully a nurse yet but i just told people that so that they would trust me and so i could help them she was like well you know desperate times you got to do that uh i noticed you used a morphine drip for congenital heart failure that's not orthodox uh and then she said uh you know i just had to do that um you know to ease the pain for some of these people some of these people i can't help which she did allude to last week when karen brought it up that when she was talking about griselda's foot saying that if i was a doctor i could do surgery or something to fix it because she need a doctor but i can't do shit but wrap this bitch up and change the bandages two times a day so she gonna die right and um yeah she and i i should have known she wasn't a good a full official good nurse because she couldn't explain that shit right i thought she was talking about the zombie virus got her and that's um, probably why she out there trying <clears throat> to help people because she feels guilty that it's too late for Griselda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or she kind of wish she was a doctor. Like, like that's her thing. She's like, I should have. She, 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 she's like, in her mind, she said, but like, fuck Travis, I should have been a doctor. Yeah, it's like knowing first aid. And plus, you know, I think she partially wants to prove Travis wrong because it sounds like last week she was saying that he never really believed in her. Right. And now this is a thing that she can do. Um, to help people and travis does believe in her doing this um so what was funny is she got exposed as not really being a nurse and then dr uh exnor told her perhaps she'd be willing to pretend a little longer and i just love this cut scene because laza's face was like what huh <laughs> like what we doing now we lying we right. both lying up I'm, I'm i'm down for a cause i didn't know i was for yeah and then they cut away um maddie cut a hole in the fence and went outside to see what was going on outside of the the dz like a boss and people people were so mad at this scene by the way i thought it was great right Right. first of all you can't say the show is boring and nothing's happening and then when people do shit that makes stuff happen be like that's stupid why you going outside the fence something could happen like i thought you wanted to see some shit they right. just want zombies so anything short of zombies is not good enough True. right and that's there was no what, zombies in this episode mm-hmm. right and that fucking frustrates me don't watch the show then because this is the right now is the beginning of the outbreak so no but uh i think it makes sense because of her nature you know because um the uh chris had told her he thinks somebody out there he thinks they need help so she was like i'm gonna go see and investigate you know? oh no it, it made sense to me too that's all i could hear when she was walking out on the streets and all them dead people was there right she was like i'm gonna find out what's happening I hope she was like on the blind side when she went to the hood and confronted the lady in the mm-hmm. you will not sell drugs on my street you drug dealers ought to be ashamed of yourselves 
um yeah <laughs> she really went out there and got her impossible white woman on and like bodies laying in the street zombies and shit um she noticed a, a, a body in the street that was not a zombie and had a gun right mm-hmm. see there was also a black dude that had two shots in his chest that didn't look to be zombified Mm-mm. and then she heard the military coming and she hid under a car and let them pass um and the whole time i was just thinking like yo they they killing regular people too right and i up like the police mm-hmm. and i'm gonna tell you my theory on that okay break it down i you. think that people that resisted like normal human beings that like resisted or fought or was like you ain't taking my because everybody not gonna be cool with you rolling and taking a family members they was like you ain't taking my fucking family member or a lot of people was like hey i'm protecting my property you don't have the right to be here and it was like fuck it and they shot them yeah i feel like the military is looking at it like you're with them or you're with us if we don't kill you now we'll be killing you later when you're a zombie so get down or lay down and come to the quarantine zone or get killed yeah they was like i'm not going because the dude having a gun to me was like of course they kill him mm-hmm. and then the black dude of course they kill him i mean right. come on he's black but it was a dead white lady under the car. She but was. she was a zombie. Oh, because okay. her brain was on the um, windshield. Yeah, I peeped her. Okay. See Maybe it. it was that it was one of the first neighborhoods they tried to overtake, and it just didn't go well, so they ended up killing everybody. So by the time they got to Maddie and them house, they had figured it out. Yeah, see, that's, that's what they true. don't tell you. That's, that's actually, true. That was actually Compton. So right. shit went different. You know, and that makes sense. That that makes sense. They was like, "Hey, y'all, we got to be a little gentler because us just bringing these tanks in here, talking about get down or lay down, didn't work." Yeah, I just feel like there would always be some people that like fuck the military too. Correct. You know, just get shot. Um, so, but now Maddie is woke. She knows. Um, and I feel like she went out the sense because she was woke. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, uh, Doctor X Norris checking on Griselda's leg she's like she needs surgery we can't take care of her here no antibiotic no antibiotics this was always the outcome so she kind of puts liza's like guilt to ease like it was nothing you could do but we could take her to a facility and we could work on her mm-hmm. and she was like okay um cool but griselda was like no 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 <laughs> y'all are going to kill me this is how it always happens she was speaking that spanish and shit right she was like why is she talking like i don't understand what she because she understands english so she was like what she over here talking like i don't understand what she's talking about Victor. <laughs> and uh daniel was like um look man we need to um you gotta go with them if this is like this like what happens next because he wants to save her life as well he doesn't want her to die right because he was that stubborn but he's basically like i still don't trust the government i want to go with you and she says he says i'm going with her dr exner says of course she's your wife and i was like is she just that good at lying did she know she was lying right then possibly i think she was wow she the best mm-hmm. i mean we know she's a liar because she got lies of the key wine Mm-hmm. so it's like we know she'll just do whatever it takes but man and what she's, a, and she's probably been doing this in all these little zones that they've kind of been in mm-hmm. like finding people like liza you know people that's been going around and not fully certified and, and shit like that and going around and telling people that yeah um you can go with them when she knows that they they're only taking that person they're not taking everybody that they promised because see she's she don't come in at a military does and they were like hey if your name on the list your ass ain't going yep so um 
all right so then she talked to nick and we find out that uh of course nick's like i ain't high baby i've been off drugs since before the zombie apocalypse started <laughs> and uh she checked his pulse and his temperature and then she said his heart rate elevated whenever he found out that hector was gone to a facility and there was no more morphine that was coming into that crib and she was like your heartbeat elevated he was like that's because you're so pretty baby uh-uh. and she was like mm-hmm. i'm not buying that shit my i like he told uh he told oh, i love this the kid the guy who plays nick by the way he has such good charisma and he can just like act because he pulled off the like charming crackhead move where he's like uh to travis he's like he's travis goes what's going on he says your wife's a narc she told this lady i was a neighborhood dope fiend and i was like oh oh nick you're so silly um and then liza kind of showed a streak of why maybe they broke up because travis was like well what about doug and then liza was like excuse him he worries about everyone else doug will be fine jesus uh-huh, the shade. I'm like, will you? I was like, I hope you feel bad, bad later. I hope you feel bad about how you just punk Travis. Travis was trying to get woke too, and you stop, you shut him down. Um, so Travis ain't want no argument. He was like, whatever. Um, so uh, Daniel sees Maddie coming back in the house. She snucks back, snuck back in the facility, and he wants to know what she saw. And the way he asked that question, I said he already know right mm-hmm. he was like, i just need for you to tell me what's out there because i guess his mind he was like something's happening if you went outside this fence and i think i'm gonna tell you the truth i think that he knew that he was probably the only one that she would tell hold up you gonna tell us the truth karen you <laughs> finally gonna break down and tell us what you really think go ahead yeah because i think that she was she agreed with him showing travis's son about them guns Mm -hmm. she she is more um alert and aware that something's not right even though she kind of has the same traits with travis and you know the well nah she don't think the military was telling the truth about the phone she she is woke man no initially that's what she was but i Mm -hmm. think over time after seeing all the shit that she's seen her her mind frame you know she's been with tobias and you know i think she's to the point now where she was like some shit ain't right and i think her seeing that shit firsthand made her really change her thought process mm-hmm. where he was like i'm gonna ask and he looked at her like i know you're gonna tell me uh yeah so he she told him uh she saw bodies the infected and then he said go on she was like and some non-infected that just happened to be real people and i said yo the thing about this show that is so fucking smart every person in the show is only as woke or as ready to believe as far as their history and past is concerned so like the more shit you've seen in life the more you're willing to believe how fucked up society can get yep you know so 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 like the kids are the least they're the most like well shit is fucked up but i mean you know maybe it'll work out you know they're young optimistic um the and they're kind of desensitized too because of the time we live in like they saw that youtube video of dude getting shot in the head and they're like well the police wildness lapd right no they was like you photoshopped that shit right and of course people don't like the kids don't have anyone to be responsible to so they get to kind of be kids even if they're teenagers they still they have their 
they're they that it's not like the parents depend on the kids the kids depend on the parents so Correct. the parents are more what i notice is the parents are more willing to believe shit is fucked up but they don't want to show it right so it's like privately or with each other they're kind of willing to go into conversations but when the kids are around they're completely like everything's fine everything's gonna be okay don't panic it's it's all right the government's working it out so and then daniel's just like up uh, seeing too much shit the, it's all bullshit we're gonna die <laughs> <clears throat> and that's what i like about the show everyone has a different level of experience uh, and then the tobias is just woke because he be on the internet he be on he on black twitter um oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so daniel gave her told her what i believe to be his experience with the el salvadorian um uh civil war yes this is my favorite part of the story i love old people stories because they have a point and a purpose in your ass better listen um and he said when i was a little boy you know we had this this war and the government they came and they got some people and they said they would just needed help and they were gonna take them back and it was gonna be fine and my dad said they would come back and they did come back i was out in the river fishing or some shit and i saw them all of them floating down the motherfucking river they was buried in the motherfucking um and then uh my favorite part of this set of this whole little speech though is he said my father told me not to have hatred in my heart he said men do not do these things because they're evil they do evil because of fear and he said that is when i knew my father was a fool <laughs> i said damn <laughs> his whole thing was like what's the difference like it's they killing people man like a, like what does it matter if i hate them or not they killing people um and then he told uh he made olivia uh he made maddie adopt ophelia yeah he sure did because like we probably finna die because they gonna come and get us so when we die please watch my daughter right and she was like nah you'll be straight he was like listen Mm now i I done told you um don't want to cuss you out we 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 come back dead so i'm telling you if i leave i'm coming back dead dog then he oh go ahead white lady it's not to be okay (laughs) listen linda honey listen um, so i didn't tell you that story for my health then he hit her with the um with the last like almost most important part where he said keep your son close and i said yo this dude be knowing how did daniel be knowing dude is he watching the show as well as performing in it he done been through it because he oh he be knowing shit though all he do listen all daniel do is look out the window and just know shit he just be maybe, looking out the window like boy back on them drugs maybe that zombie apocalypse has started during that civil war and the civil war was a cover-up by the government so we wouldn't know damn you woke your shit too that's a possibility maybe man all i know is that nigga be like uh the boy back on drugs <laughs> how the hell do you know close the blinds you know what i'm saying that's it look outside oh yeah um, travis in denial that's a shame yeah, yeah. giving herself AIDS. Yep. <laughs> Week. Yeah. Our, our daughter trying to fuck that boy for some medicine. <laughs> how right, do you man. know? How do you know this? Right. Then they go back to playing I Declare War or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> that dude is a beast, man. I fucking love that guy. I hope nothing happens to him, but uh but some people gotta die. Um Alright, so then um Maddie took his advice and kept a close eye on nick and found out he was up in hector in them house looking for drugs and you knew this because he had the old man drug jacket back on yeah he did like why did you get the jacket back on man 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you know, you feel comfortable in the clothes. You get high clothes. I would love to interview that actor and know if that was his choice or if they told him to do that because that was such a great choice. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Let me put my crackhead clothes on and get to sniffing for drugs." So Maddie came in and said, "Uh, and he turned around, and was like, hey, what's on? What you doing in here?'" And she was like, she walked all the way up in his face. Hella yes. calm. Hella calm. Hella calm. And I was like, I don't see no drinks on the table that are full enough to throw in his face. <laughs> so it must be about to get physical. <laughs> and she whooped that boy like he was Adrian Peterson's son. Oh, she beat the hell out of him. She was swinging on him with full punches. She's like, you don't know. You have no idea. She really whooped his ass, dog. Like she fought him like a grown man. Like yes, it she she beat the brakes off Nick. After that, he's gonna be able to perform in the Jackson Five. Ah, he's gonna be able to sing his ass off. He gonna be somebody now because she whooped his monkey ass, man. She should have done that a couple of years ago. He wouldn't be stealing morphine from the dying man, right? <laughs> that was I guess she was like zombie apocalypse here. I seen dead people in the street. Yeah, like it's a like, wrap, right? Like the right. day, the days of punishment and time out are over. Right. And I guess her mind, she, and I guess a lot of frustration set in. She was like, you just, you don't know what I've seen. Mm-hmm. You don't know the trouble you're causing. You, you just don't. Un- and I think all that rage and anger and, and, and shit that she been dealing with, she was just like taking in these punches, nigga. Listen, and this boy can act. Right. He sat his ass in that room it in is- the fetal position. <laughs> like he really was six <laughs> right like she stole the last piece of fried chicken and was like nigga you can't have none she really did he, like he did the damn thing and then they, when they came back he was in the bathroom trying to fix his face and alicia came in there to use it and she seen him and he was like get out and she was like what's wrong with your face who did that to you and he was like i don't want to talk about it and then travis came over to help and i love that alicia's just like no not now travis i got this and, one and travis like okay well if you need somebody to be an optimistic denial i'll be over here <laughs> and uh she came in and was like don't make me get mom and he opened that door yeah he was like i don't want to deal with that i want i do not want another ass whooping mom was a slugger yeah he was like that's how i got in this situation <laughs> mama strong we definitely don't want that so mm-hmm. she uh he came she came in and was talking to him like what happened to your face and i kind of love that they had the uh because you know i grew up with a sibling and uh sometimes you need that post whooping sibling talk to just kind of come down after whooping you know what i mean yeah to get a little closure you know so she hugged him and he started man and he cried so good like Mm -hmm. he had that cry like when you can't breathe (laughs) yes yes so good it was so good yeah you you can tell that's probably the first time she had whooped his ass he didn't know how to respond to that shit people keep saying they want him to die no i want him to live yeah, me too i want him to live too. he interesting and he a good actor he gonna be a beast yeah it, it, and how what a redemptive story it would be if he kicked drugs and became like uh super duper woke man i think he will be so um anyway so he um he gets his crying out maddie was in the car probably drinking liquor out of a hey, mug hey baby yes yeah because because uh chad's gonna be a beast 
when they be coming at travis travis gonna be like i kick drugs nigga what did you do oh that is nick but yeah oh nick my bad yeah, travis, wrong person yeah travis gonna be like oh geez. zombies i believe in you <laughs> yeah he, he gonna be sitting in the mayor's office and shit and yeah and nick gonna be out there ready for war right but i hope nick um uh, can come around man either way uh the government came and uh they were it was in the middle of the night and i said "Uh oh this ain't about to go down the right way because the government coming in the middle of the night is just the kind of shit you do when you don't want the neighbors to hear uh which is you know i'm actually kind of relieved that they didn't just like kill everybody or take everybody because they might have wanted to keep it a secret but yeah so they had a list and they had two names on it and everybody assumed it was gazelda obviously one of the names her leg is fucked up right cause they and then her husband because he said he was coming with her right and that lady had promised and that's what she promised mm-hmm. and they said we got two names on the list and uh he said uh, they said gazelda salazar and then daniel was like yep and me too i'm her husband and they said no that's not you're not on the list he said yeah check it again daniel salazar that's my wife gazelda and he said nope you're not on the list we're looking for nicholas uh and i forget their last name whatever and uh <laughs> fucking um uh alicia turned to nick and said run yes he hit that it's time for you to go run and and uh he made it to about the living room to the den and uh but he didn't move because because when she heard his name she was like oh no wherever they take you ain't good and he turned around put his hands up and then uh it was just a bad night to be nick's face <laughs> yes because <laughs> uh he got hit with that butt of that gun and uh then they turned the gun on on travis and the rest of the family and travis was like he's just a kid and an old man daniel was looking like come on man you gotta say that but um <laughs> he was like you know what are y'all doing and then they was like look he gotta come with us uh he on the list and they put nick in handcuffs put him in the car liza was outside talking to the doctor trying to tell her like i you're not supposed to take him you know uh, i didn't put him on a list she's right. like he needs methadone he we got to clean him up he on drugs um and and maybe this will be the thing that gets nick clean maybe they have to give yeah. him forced rehab kind of yeah. um maybe they can do another time skip or something i don't know but at this point lisa has to make liza has to make a decision right she can either go back with the family or she could come to the hospital where dr exnor is saying they need her help they need people like her who are skilled and in my mind also maybe she can keep an eye out on griselda and nick yeah that that, that was my whole thing and i think that uh she had to almost like make a split second decision because she didn't give her long yeah. like so it was like do i go back and nobody knows anything or do i go and get the education that i need and be sure that they don't harm them and she mouthed some words to chris through the window which is basically like i'll be, be back o- oh i'll be okay or I'll something be, like yeah. that right or don't worry yeah right. and so she gets on the back of the truck and drives off as two soldiers hold maddie back and i was like that's not good liza probably should have walked in the house and told them because maddie gonna want to give you some of what nick got right because i don't think I, and the thing is i don't think she had time it was like look you either come now i mean they they put it this they did film it in a way that looked like she didn't have time right so i'm not arguing that okay just saying but yeah it didn't look good it's gonna be bad because right. i think she maddie walked it. in the house and immediately pointed at travis and said liza she did this 
mm-hmm. and then she walked outside and started working on her body bags she gonna beat her ass right she see her she might kill her <laughs> my favorite part about this scene it people didn't notice on the low daniel salazar ain't make no scene mm. he already planned to get his woman back he, he could like, oh, and i already know i'm getting her right. out of there right here yeah. but like this he already mapped out the underground railroad he gonna be there yep he's like he oh <laughs> he's he like, gonna get it yeah he's like oh okay so it's plan b then okay right mm-hmm. cool. yeah yeah that yeah they, they're not gonna take her and i'm not find out he probably already talked to her he probably already told her like look they might just take you and the boy and right. uh you know right, you, so i'm gonna see you be ready at 12 30 on thursday the 24th i bet you know, he watched the show right right <laughs> you know i bet you he would he probably like you said because he's so woke it wouldn't surprise me if he was like they might not take me and if they don't i'm still I actually them. i saw him whisper to her don't worry baby it's two weeks to the finale <laughs> so, episode left this season yeah uh he's like i'm signed for 13 more episodes and then he uh, <laughs> alicia read uh susu's suicide note karen she killed herself and the pills apparently were her suicide pills and uh that they weren't pills that that nick took i thought nick might have taken drugs and that's what alicia had discovered no susu killed herself and she basically wrote a note that was like you know dearest husband uh i'm sorry i killed myself but what i saw today was too crazy to be hanging around with this shit she's seen something yeah she's probably seen some zombies and shit and she was just like you know what man uh, it ain't worth it and she said this shit was privacy and she rode out and they showed alicia reading that note and they showed travis on the roof where chris was on earlier right. looking off into the distance at that house that had the flashing light mm-hmm. and right about then uh the flashing light stopped because gunfire lights went off inside that house and somebody got killed right wait rod do you think that susu died and then became a zombie like one of like she just reanimated or yeah yeah Yeah. i think she committed suicide and then came back to life as a zombie i don't think she knew she would die and become a zombie no but i think she took them pills to commit suicide and then woke up a zombie kind of yes because they've already said the president is on the show that when you die you automatically come back is it like that on the regular walking yeah. dead yeah yeah but we yeah we but they here's the thing on the regular walking dead you ain't find that shit out for like three seasons right you didn't know it like okay. yeah they found this shit out like immediately like they was like oh this nigga alive? oh you're a zombie run you know okay. um my favorite part of this whole show though is pretty sure that uh tobias is dead because that must have been him flashing that light right oh <gasps> tobias oh yeah. and it might have been so rest in peace tobias because he too woke like yeah mm-hmm. he probably did without a cafeteria food he stole all right so uh what are y'all looking forward to next week karen i'm looking forward to finding out what's happening at this facility they're taking people hopefully they go over that mm-hmm. and it looks like um there's going to be some kind of form of uprising <coughs> or division between the people there and the military um and it look like some shit's gonna pop off that nobody's prepared for so it, it's just gonna be interesting to see where it goes from from here <coughs> and mm. i think that um um what's we call it gonna tell them what she saw with all those people okay well you looking forward to nick 
I, I want to know where they're going. Like, I, I halfway think it's a facility where they're experimenting on zombies, and I, I don't know. I just want to see where they're going. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, I just want to see what's going on in the facility and how they treat people there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm into. Uh, let's talk about some news, guys. All kinds of news going on. Um, Michael B. Jordan made the news. Or Michael Bay Jordan, as some people might refer to him as. Or they used to. Or they used to. Uh, he got interviewed in GQ and they talked about his relationship with Kendall Jenner. I didn't know that was a thing. They were dating? Probably young. He, if he lived in LA, anywhere near Calabasas, probably. Well, it said, it's the world we live in. They see white and black. I don't. Kendall's a free a friend of mine, you know. I don't know her like that we- that well, but I know her enough. People's perspective on that is what it is. I don't fucking know. I don't live my life to make other people happy. It's so weird though, right? A lot of black fans are feeling like, "Oh my god, she should have been with he should have been with a black woman and that whole thing." Um, okay. So the way I saw it spun on Twitter is that he was like an all lives matter dude and really he was just kind of defending his right to date white chicks. Yeah, yeah. Basically. And then they said um then he was on a on Snapchat hitting us with an all lives matter statement. Mm. Oh. Sir, what? So I don't got Snapchat, so I might have missed that one. Yeah, I'm 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 not I'm scared of that. I got to fit in my computer get STD. I'm good. So, uh then he there was another quote from the article. <laughs> Karen. There was another mm-hmm. quote from the article that said, "I'm not I understand what females want and need, you know. I'm good at that. I don't know if I'm the guy to give it to them right now. I'm emotionally unavailable until I find something that's so undeniable that I can't help myself." Other than that, I need to work on making sure my mom is okay. That's all I care about. Honestly, females, they come and go. Females! Females? Double females up in there. (laughs) Three dudes you date who you start kicking it with and he like, I'm not really looking for a relationship and then he's acting like you're in a relationship and he'll gaslight you and make you think you're crazy, but then he'd be like, I told you I wasn't looking for a relationship. Yeah, that was... hmm. Well, Michael Bay Jordan, sound like you... Back to Michael B. Jordan off of that joint, man. Skeet has resigned. Yeah. No no more Kenyatta for you, buddy. Until I see Creed. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously. (laughs) I mean, we've seen the trailer for Creed. Right. Um, But yeah, man, that's unfortunate. And I didn't see the All Lives Matter Snapchat because I don't got that shit. Mm -mm. So. Get Snapchat. It's just a bunch of people like staring at themselves and now they can put they can throw up rainbows and cry like stars it's so weird okay good luck to them no thank you (laughs) (laughs) uh ben carson's fundraising spikes after his anti-muslim comments that makes sense of course yeah i believe i covered this yesterday when i said you know his fundraising gonna spike once he make them anti-muslim comments a hundred yeah that was easy 100 we already planned i love when the news is fast (laughs) right to the point yeah i don't gotta read the article headline had it all uh brian williams is back a hundred yes (laughs) on msnbc (laughs) he's not all the way back right he's not back on he's not back on his normal station yeah he's on msnbc uh he got interrupted by pope francis coverage uh so he didn't really get the um, right they was like "Mm -mm, we're gonna bring you back like the hype man 
<laughs> you gonna only come on when breaking news <laughs> new shit new shit breaking news breaking <laughs> you gonna dance your way right on off that screen yeah my favorite thing is like every time he reports something i might have to be like did that happen you know what I, mean? right, I don't believe you right so why are you bringing him back breaking news the pope is uh you guys don't give a fuck i i'm sorry I, you you either know or you don't <laughs> <clears throat> uh some site is reporting i don't know if this is true because now i went to the site again and now i'm saying the site is down they got too much traffic so i don't know if we can trust this let me um look up this source again let me google this name but someone was saying this site was saying nancy lee grand got suspended i don't believe from it. abc i don't believe it me yeah i don't believe it either because my thing is i'm not in this i'm not in the soaps but she's a bigger name in sport in soaps than um than you know than just she's not like a nobody in soap even if she's a nobody to the audience of people that support Bobby right there's a lot of people to watch soaps been watching soaps for 30 40 years yeah all the all the I'll, sites that are reporting it are like celebrities I, dirty laundry the inquisitor uh if tmz hello beautiful.com if none of them say tmz.com i don't believe it lips yeah lipstick alley.com i don't know if that's true all right we'll talk about it later if it is but uh reject uh give me a renege on that um let's see what else happened oh yeah the pope speaking of the pope he um made everybody iphone late so if you had iphone shipments coming to new york the brand new iphone ah! it might not be that till next monday possibly uh apple sent out a letter that told people that um i don't give a damn what your religion got to do with my phone being here on goddamn time <laughs> he had to get his pope on Karen. i don't give a fuck about your pope i want my apple uh well i guess that's what other people most people worship now anyway is the phones but. right because i don't care nothing about you telling women what they can and can't do no, he was trying to help. He said y'all can get abortions for a year. You're welcome, by the way. Thousand dollars? Not a single thank you. Right, right. And you can get divorced mm-hmm. for just for 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 less than a G now. Right, and he I, got the he cut them prices. Mm-hmm. And How much I, is it gonna cost for me to have same sex sex? Uh, it's a sale. It's a sale on that. It's coming up. You just gotta wait till the um to the new iPhone six S come out, and uh, then he gonna he's supposed mm-hmm. to drop the prices. Be negotiating like how much for a lesbian marriage? Yeah, <laughs> like you know what we normally don't do this, but uh, go ahead and keep the party going. Right? You mean tell me I can't get my phone, but yet I gotta wait on a dude that got a church full of people touching little boys? Yep, you do gotta do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope, I want my phone. Fuck you. So you won't be getting your phone on Friday. Um, but uh, you know the good news is the president got to meet the Pope, man, and I'm 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 like it's worth it to me. That's why you gotta buy your phones uh online. Get right. them late. Yep. I just feel bad for the people waiting in line. <laughs> you know those people that be standing there and camping out for three days. Oh my god! I know they' so hot. Hey, anyway, um, let's see what else happened. Um, oh that that dude who uh raised the price on the um on the cancer drugs and the uh a hiv drugs and stuff what he raised him again no he uh backed down Karen. i don't believe that that's temporary uh he backed down he said uh he will roll back the outrageous uh dara prim price gouge Mm-mm. yeah as soon as y'all pass that probably that shit gonna crank back up again like it never happened okay all right well no need to read that then. nope because i don't trust that dude ah! 
<laughs> All right. Everything on sale this week. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, so fuck that story. Next story. Uh, yep, because everybody talking about it and making him look bad. So he was like, nah, I, I was just kidding, y'all. I ain't trying to make a profit for a full profit field and I'm trying to sell to people. Yep. Mm, believe that bullshit. Uh, uh, I, I thought this was interesting because I saw this story and uh, people were sending it to me for guess the race and stuff like that. It was about a man who said that he killed his girlfriend by pulling her intestines through her vagina or something ridiculous like that because she said her ex-husband's name during sex and people were using that headline and reporting it as fact while we know that the only way they could have gotten that information is from the crazy person that killed her why are we putting that in the headline like that's what happened does people not he's know crazy how- we don't know why the fuck he did it other than he's a violent crazy so- psychopath why are we validating his point of view by being like that's what happened people don't know how the goddamn human body works. i've had a pap smear and i've had them rubbing up rubbing up in there filling your uterus and your ovaries and shit i'm trying to tell you it don't work like that people it does not work like that he had to cut her in order to do that yeah. you well, cannot not, do that yeah okay yeah that that part the physical part of it i'm not even really concerned with it's just the idea that they took her, his word for it that right. he was triggered to do this because she called out her former husband's name while they were having sex Right. no why are you taking his word for it i hate that shit crazy. if i like that's if nothing else i would feel like the scrutiny we put on like the police where we keep finding out all these fucking lies in these police reports for the last couple of years would make media people do their fucking job and be like oh you know what maybe we shouldn't roll with what the murderer said right like uh, when did we start doing this because i know if my black ass killed somebody and was like listen man I had to do it because uh, the motherfucker was uh, stepping on my shoes. They gonna, right. they, you know what I mean? The people are gonna be like, "Yeah, well, we might want to look into this, see what the evidence offers." So right. yeah, right. That that there was probably I guarantee you there was some cutting, some slicing, or something going on because you got a lot of shit up in there. You can't just stick your whole hand up in there and pull out some intestines. It don't work like that. Apparently, he did disembowel her, but I guess the reason is. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, Karen, you you are stuck on some other part of this story that I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. But because what are you trying to say? He, I'm not. I'm not saying I don't believe he. We know he he did whatever he did. He killed her. Yes, I'm not stuck on why do we believe how he killed her. The evidence is saying why he how he killed her. <laughs> okay. What I'm saying is why do we believe the reason that he's offering as if it would be an excuse? It's exactly what an abuser would say. This person made me do this abusive thing to them. So why are we revalidating that by putting it in the title of an article as this man killed this woman because she called out her ex-lover's name? Why are we doing that? Why can't we just be like, this man killed this woman? Right. The end. The end. The end. He crazy the end. Yeah, we're not, we're not taking his word for anything. Fuck him. And we shouldn't. Yeah. Right. It just, and it, and also it validates like people, cause then the other part of this is then people treat the shit like a joke. People send the shit, you know, people want us to cover on the show like a joke. Like, oh man, guess the race. Like, of this horrific fucking piece of shit. Like, I don't actually, like, there's nothing funny about that to me, but you think it's funny because the title says something funny in it, which is, oh man, she said her ex lover's name. What a, you know, what a hilarious, uh comedy setup and you're like no, no. it's just disgusting <laughs> right 
um let's see what else happens uh oh president barack obama mm-hmm. my dog uh gave a very important speech on saturday that nobody covered because we we're too busy talking about ben carson's uh islamophobia and, and other shit, donald yeah. trump's hair or some shit <laughs> but he gave an unprecedented speech focused exclusively on the social plight of black women and girls at the congressional black caucus foundation annual weekend of events yes i love my i don't give a fuck president because i'm about to leave my thing about the president that i really think people uh maybe they'll appreciate when he's gone but his response to criticism it's amazing like i don't know how he doesn't have an ego about where he just like you know what fuck y'all i'm doing my best like he's always like because i remember when when he started the um when his uh, administration started the uh, the, the um, program for young black men, mm-hmm. and I remember being on Twitter and people being like, "Yes, but what about young black women?" And I was like, "Okay, you know, like I'm not saying that's not a valid critique, but it, in, in, in the, as 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 to only shit on this, it seems like a kind of fucked up thing to do, right? Like to only like to just be like, well, this ain't shit, then you know." And I was like, "But at the same time." if it's true it's true right if he, you don't feel he's doing enough you shouldn't stay silent you should definitely voice your opinion but it just it was like really just in the wake of this announcement it was immediately like fuck him not this ain't enough and 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 I, oh go ahead i think the thing that frustrates me especially when it comes to president obama you don't never know what he has in plan who he's talked to he's the president shit don't run quickly it don't run fast so he announces shit and it like you said it didn't mean he wasn't eventually going to cover it it just might take a little longer for him to get to the point where he can publicly announce it maybe but the thing is i think what i'm trying to say is i think he doesn't get enough credit for responding to this criticism because correct most of the time people in this type of position just don't right like if you say they didn't do something well enough they're like well fuck you then who else you gonna vote for they give you the bernie sanders like response there's no yeah. other candidate that you can really support other than me so just get with it you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, and the the president even though he's president already two term can't be elected again it's like okay that's a valid critique let me work on that you know when i read an article or no i listened to a podcast where you know ta coates has been very critical of the president and he invited him to the white house and talked to him about it you know and it seems like according to tanasi coast he didn't pull any punches and the president you know has been more vocal on certain issues and you know framed things different ways since talking to him and i'm sure it's not all satisfactory because you know obviously there's always some room to complain Mm -hmm. but i really do find it to be um a a quality of his that uh i really admire because i don't know how I don't know. I just don't expect to see it. Is what I'm saying. When I see most politicians get criticized, I expect them to to do like the kind of shit Ben Carson does or Donald Trump does or whoever, where they're just like, "I'll double down on what I said and fuck you." That's true. That's true. One thing I do applaud the president for is that he's doing shit that I don't think any president in the past or no other president will ever do. When a lot of he sees a lot of shit happens. He invites people to the White House and sit down and talk to them. It's a lot of people that would have never talked to the Black Lives Matter movement. They would never talk to Colts. They would not waste their fucking time because they would feel like that's beneath me. But he actually schedules out of all the other shit he has to do. 
he schedules it where he can talk to people get different perspectives and shit like that which i don't think the next president i don't think they will do that shit shit will happen and it'll be like oh well i'll get it i get my news through these other channels but i won't waste my time getting my talking to the source yeah that's one of my issues too is that i do feel like the next president is gonna be like i'm white right you know what i mean like why i gotta do this and that's one of the reasons it's important to put pressure on them now because you can't i don't want to take a step back because the next president is not black ain't that the truth so i want them to be able to to keep the pressure up you know and i don't think i don't think the only time black women should be addressed in the white house is because president obama did it and then come on now after that we go back to not you know not being a factor at all that you right, know as far caring. as people yeah so um here's an excerpt from the speech he says although in these discussions a lot of my focus has been on african-american men and the work we're doing with my brother's keeper we can't forget the impact that the system has on women as well the incarceration rate for black women is twice as high as the rate for white women many women in prison you come to discover have been victims of homelessness and domestic violence and in some cases human trafficking they've got high rates of mental illness and substance abuse many have been sexually assaulted both before they got to prison then after they go to prison and we don't often talk about how society treats black women and girls before they end up in prison they're suspended at higher rates than white boys and other all other girls and whilst boys face the school uh to prison pipeline a lot of girls are facing a more sinister sexual abuse to prison pipeline victims of early sexual abuse are more likely to fail in school which can lead to sexual exploitation which can lead to prison mm. mm-hmm. um yeah he also talked about uh the angry black woman stereotype and how uh <laughs> he was like uh he, he also brought up height he was like uh he did that thing where he was like you know uh he talked about women being tall and he was like i don't know i, I like tall women i was like this nigga <laughs> he's so good <laughs> yeah he said um, his wife is tall yeah uh he he didn't only talk about the structural precarity of black women's lives he also talked about the pain of continued stereotypes against about black womanhood he talked about the deep social prejudice and stereotypes that michelle obama faced including questions about her being too assertive too angry or too tall and he says i like tall women he responded <laughs> this reclamation of michelle was a re- was, was a reclaiming not just of the public narrative that has sought to malign her throughout his presidency but as a public affirmation by a black man no less of black women in general who labor under similar stereotypes he also advocated for the first lady to receive a salary in that telling moment he linked michelle to hillary clinton saying we've got an outstanding former secretary of state here who is also a former first lady and i know she can relate to michelle when she says how come you get paid and i don't say that again um so yeah it was uh pretty dope man uh in 2008 to 2012 black women were the single biggest voting demographic 96 percent of black female voters cast their vote with president obama by linking michelle obama's struggles with stereotypes and her womanhood to the earlier similar struggles that hillary clinton faces the first lady the president created a narrative of political solidarity that might resonate with some female black voters uh, or black female voters um until the speech on saturday black women have been the single most overlooked political demographic in terms of receiving political concessions that black women would, might find meaningful it and it remains to be seen what substantive policy or executive initiatives will come forth from this speech but one of the speech's greatest impacts is that it made black women's concerns visible and helped to create the basis of policy platform that will shape how black women voters assess candidates in 2016 yeah what i want to hear though after this is uh um 
how many people gonna call him divisive right of course you know like what are the comments gonna look like on this joint well you already know you stand up for black women in public and what you know what they say to you uh yeah 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 and and, and, and well it all, it's you know the, the comments are mostly about how people hate hillary clinton because <laughs> you know they the whole thing is bernie stands all in the comments talking about hillary clinton ain't did shit uh this is a powerful piece bernie sanders gets it does hrc oh god <laughs> uh yeah, yeah 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 i know how it is when black men stand up for black women i don't know it's just something about that and infuriates people yeah did y'all see the uh hashtag this morning um masculinity so fragile i no. i, I was on twitter much today but what i did see was a lot of men policing women being able to talk about stuff like that yeah someone now i don't know exactly who started it because someone said that um it was a man who started it a uh, mm-hmm. black man um uh, which you know uh would make sense honestly i mean it's not like only women see this bullshit man i wish you know it's one of those things where i really wish men could let this shit go because mm-hmm. it's so like it's harmful you know it's it's toxic to everybody like it's not it's not one of those things that um it's a box mm-hmm. you know it, it's confining and i don't understand um why people can't um see that a lot of the stuff that people blame feminists for and they get angry with women for are things that really are perpetuated by patriarchy and this box that is masculinity and machismo and right if we can drop that and let it go we could be free we could be more complete human beings because i don't think the only thing to being a man should be anger and laughter like i don't come on and nothing in between yeah like i don't think that makes for healthy men i don't think that makes for healthy relationships i don't think that makes for a healthy uh for women either it makes dangerous situations for women and you wonder why so many men defend this idea of putting their hands on women and shit it's because they don't feel like there's another outlet to like a man can't be hurt emotionally like he can't cry he can't but what he can do is threaten to hit a woman or hit a woman or you know whenever like these situations come up where we're covering on the show and there's always like well ray rice hit this woman it's like yeah well she she spat on him you know just always some reason where it's like and then he had to beat her and you're like yeah because you couldn't possibly consider any other option than physically bashing somebody come on you know even and even with man-on-man confrontations like i see this all the time and um people like (laughs) when i'm at the gym you know people get these hypothetical arguments on the sideline and shit like oh this happened man i do this and i got to do that and there's been times where i'm like yeah if that happened i would just hopefully just walk away i was like my goal is to never get in a fight when i leave the house come on i was like that's some last resort shit right because right, i'm old i understand my body's going you even, might break a bone i gotta go to the doctor well that too mm-hmm. but it's not even that it's not even my age i've been this way for a long time i have to i've been this way like when i was a kid i still remember my parents being like if i got in a fight being like if you at any point escalated this shit it's on you too right you know and i don't know why we can't raise men like that especially black men like that because we kind of need that um as much as the justice system is rigged to lock us up throw away the key make sure we can't vote put us in this you know cycle 
how much of that is us falling into it you know how many masculinity moments have put niggas in jail right because their their pride their egos their unwillingness to back down them um not wanting to deal with being quote-unquote punked or or whatever in front of their friends or whoever uh not all the time but a lot of time causes these problems when a lot of times walking away is always an answer but you have a lot of people that feel like walking away is not an answer it's an option it it, is always not i've talked to you know i've had too many conversations with men where it's like yo if you consider something else like you know and i'm not saying this hyperbole wise to like make myself like a great guy or whatever but i'm pretty sure i saved one of my friends life from being destroyed because he was going to kill another one of my friends he he had a gun he was going to shoot him over basketball and i remember being like like part of me was just like walk out the door fuck it it ain't your problem you ain't if he don't want to listen to you what can you say you know what i mean like i had that moment and i just remember he was another black dude and he was gonna shoot a white dude and i was like look man you gonna have to throw your whole life away over a fucking basketball come on because the dude the dude had taken his basketball and kicked it and it got stuck in the ceiling which you know and then everybody in the gym laughed at how ridiculous it was because the ceiling was so high there was no way to get the ball <laughs> right and we were gonna have to get somebody with a like a super duper like construction crane ladder to get it and shit and it and it was just more like and he was mad for real and as he should be and the guy kind of tried to apologize but they you know it was still some jerk shit to do and you know and i and i and i don't think he would have he was so hot i don't think he would have accepted apology anyway at that time right um and so he left and you know we played ball a little bit more and then i got my stuff and i was leaving but and the other dude the white dude went to go to the shower to change and so i walk into the lobby and i see him there i'm like hey man what you still doing here and he didn't want to talk he was just like man go ahead and i was like what um but you know what are you doing like i I hope you're not doing what i think you're about to do and you know like wait on this dude and fuck him up and he had like his hand in his like uh what you call the hoodie jack you know how you had that front front pocket in your hoodie Mm -hmm. and i and you can see like he obviously had a weapon in there and i knew he had a gun in his car so i was like come on man like like i really was like i guess i'm just gonna have to leave because you're not listening to me anyway but some told me just like sit there with him and i was like man if you're gonna do this you're just gonna have to do this in front of me Mm -hmm. because like you're about to throw your life away and you a good brother and you fought too hard like he had issues in college you know drug issues and shit i was like yo we friends you know what i mean so i can't watch you do this to yourself uh and because it's gonna throw his life away so um it was just kind of like uh in the moment i didn't even think of it as like this pivotal moment but you know i got him to leave and i was like man we'll sort it out later we'll talk to him you know don't you know basically don't do this right and now he has a son he's like two or three so like and you know i see him play with his son and i think about that so like um like i like uh i remember we were in the gym one day and he was playing with his son and this dude this other black dude was like man why you hugging on that little nigga man he's gonna be soft and his son's like three i was like nigga he three (laughs) like like you don't get to be soft at three like (laughs) we we want little game banging babies and shit now so it was just like uh it was really important to me 
uh to relay that and i hope that uh people take that from the masculinity so fragile thing because it it is a prison mm-hmm. you know and that could that dude could be whatever now you know what i mean he'd probably be he'd probably be in jail for real because you can't kill white people we all know that right <laughs> like, right. like he'd like, probably be in prison or something right that that yeah that, that that's a, a real thing and it's just one of those things where i just just i think that when it comes to black men um society doesn't allow them to express or show these range of emotions but black men are human beings also but you're actually society tells you you're not and a lot of people just go to that and a lot of black men don't talk to other black men about how they feel about women how they feel about life how they feel about their children how they've been hurt by their fathers how they've been hurt by their mothers how they've um deal with rejection these conversations a lot of times are not had with black men with other black men and i think that uh when it comes to it there are some black men honestly that actually need to see psychiatrists psychologists prayer does not answer everything and i think as a culture we don't really push for men specifically black men to be healthy and whole to be a whole and complete person because it matters and it matters to the women that love you it matters to the children that look in your eyes every day it matters to your nieces and nephews it matters and i think that um a lot of times men look at other men and they feel like your problem is not my problem but it actually is right regardless of if you know this brother or not there's still a connection there and i think that women for some reason are taught that it's okay to cry it's okay to have these range of emotions it's okay to grab a wine and and sit and talk to your girlfriend for four hours about all your problems oh girl we can talk it out like like honestly most women have been kind of brought up to be like this yeah but i remember when like mike brown died or when the closing arguments of trayvon martin's case happened crying in the house by myself and being like thank god nobody saw that you know what i mean which is like a kind it's like a prison it's a bad place to be right because you can't really be yourself because it's okay to be sad it's okay to have emotions but it's kind of like you can't do that and be a man and that's not a feminist thing that's other men putting that on each other and then top of that the pressure that you're getting from society and like just the microaggressions you encounter as a man a black man in this world and just like being public enemy number one and people hating us for absolutely no reason and you, you carry all of that and you have no no place to release that you have no one to talk to about that and that carries over into every aspect of your life to every relationship i've seen my father only as he's been older and sick Mm. be emotional but when i was younger he was never emotional and one time i asked him like you know i don't know that you love me you never tell me you love me you don't hug me whatever and he was like i get up every day and go to this job i hate that's how you know i should love you because that's the way he was programmed to be yeah. and a lot of times like we'll say men aren't emotional they're emotional they express it in their anger yeah. right and a lot of times that anger is putting hands on the women they love putting yeah. hands on their children and putting hands on each other which puts us right into that same system that we talk about so now you go into prison because the only emotion you can express is anger. 
And not only is it so many men who can only express their emotion and anger, there's not a lot of men like you, Rod, who would step to another man and be like, I'm not going to let you ruin your life. Yeah. Right. I mean, and what's weird is in the moment, I didn't even think of it that much. Right. Like, I think of it now, like, damn. You know what I'm saying? But then I was just like, nigga, don't do this. It's stupid. Right. I was like, all these white people, you going, you going to prison. Right. Like, there's not an option behind Yeah, it. I was like, ain't you engaged, nigga? Like, like this shit, you know, but now I'm so glad he didn't, you know, because I even got to know him better. Now I consider him, you know, a, a friend. Uh, and it's, it's like, yo, man, you almost wasn't here, dog. We, we talked about, and like, he's a funny dude like me. So I remember we talked about it one time and we made a joke out of it because we was, acting like it was a pivotal scene in a black movie <laughs> <laughs> yes i was put like you was, down, son. yeah i was like <laughs> i was like when they do the movie about our lives they gotta put that in there with like <laughs> Lawrence fishburne talking to fucking uh, cuba good and junior right. and shit oh you a man now? <clears throat> yeah you a man i was like you know they're gonna change it and be like i'm gonna stand in front of you with the gun like shoot me then <laughs> i'll take the bullet you will take a man's life and take your friend's life yes like, oh so we did that whole thing but yeah man uh people was on that hashtag talking about fighting women talking you know shit about feminists and social justice warriors and you know all this shit uh it's just you it's just amazing because they pretty much proved the hashtag right right and a lot of it honestly that who hurt you like that's some real shit is you really won't go who hurt you to make you react or respond like this because you know it stem this doesn't stem out the blue right so a hundred straight dudes who hate women yeah. oh yeah oh, a lot yeah. of straight dudes don't even know it right it's weird because being a straight dude that you know i have a lot of men that are my friends so it's not like because i think people hear me and be like oh this nigga just be like walking in rooms like no niggas <laughs> we are going to respect the you know but like ah! I, like i'm 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 a regular person i've been around locker room conversations and shit too and you know i sneak my points in here and there and i you know most of the time i mock people that say stupid shit you know what i mean uh because that's just my nature but the point being i'm also hearing a lot of shit so it's not like um i come out like i'm coming at this perspective from out of the blue like i know what i'm talking about like i've been in a situation where i'm just like yo this dude doesn't know he fucking hates women he would like he wouldn't think he did but if you just look at the way he's phrasing his words and i and for the record i think everybody kind of hates women okay yeah. and i don't mean that in the like to make it all seem like it's all okay i think it's all terrible but i think our society is fucked up right. and part of it is based on like kind of woman hate and mm-hmm. it's in the words we pick it's in um the mentality we have it's in some of the stereotypes we buy into mm-hmm. um like it's completely part of society and i don't think you can fix it all or solve it all and you, you know even if you point it all out you'll just be busy all fucking day because you ain't never gonna have nothing else to do right but uh so i do agree that you know at some point you have to move on and do what you do with your life and you know and and you know we make jokes and say stuff in jest sometimes i get that but sometimes i'm talking to people and like they'll be thinking they're making a good point and they'll just hit you with like yeah man because these, these stupid bitches out here be doing this i'm just like well, what? 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 what i thought we was talking about going to church what 
what no, what happened I mean, like what did the did the, did the beat flip um we turned to the beat side yeah so i don't think a lot of people even recognize it and if no they don't and a lot of you know especially if you listen to podcasts and shit you can hear mm-hmm. jesus yeah you can hear how people talk and you can hear the voice you can hear who they think is listening to them in their minds yes. and most people feel like who they think is listening to them is just a reflection of themselves so to them they don't think well if a woman heard me saying the bitches at fam you got all the baddest and the bitches at so-and-so they don't think like a woman might hear that and be like yo that is really fucked up like how you can never call a woman anything other than a bitch or a chick or whatever right yeah like you know they don't to them they don't see or you know every time you talk about black women it's because they got an attitude or right every everything that black women are upset about is some shit that nobody should be outraged about right. like it's little microaggression shit that just adds up and i don't think people even think of themselves outside of that you know what i mean they only think of what would i say if i heard this oh i wouldn't be offended because it's not me right and 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 when it comes to podcasts i you know i listen to hundreds of podcasts and there are some i push play and like you say i pick up on those things and i can tell the difference between when people are joking and all that stuff and when it's like a real serious conversation and i'm like nope yeah you know because it's just one of those things where as 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 a black woman people have a tendency to talk like we don't exist and i know the world talk like women don't exist yes Mm -hmm. but women exist a lot of times but they're white women uh, but when it comes to the brown women, we really don't exist when it comes to a lot of situations or anything about us don't matter. Our problems, our issues, our concerns, they don't matter. And then people wonder why we're angry. Which brings me back to the president. Thanks, man. Appreciate <laughs> you Appreciate you uh, hopping on in this fight, bro. I do, too, because he loves it. I know he's going to catch it. And my thing is this. <laughs> Who are the people that give it to the president? That's what I want to know. Like, who are the brothers that show up to the president? Like, really, nigga, you on these? You just trying to get some sex. Like, that's another thing dudes say. If you go, like, hey, man, I think it's kind of fucked up to be like, um, the women that Bill Cosby uh, is accused of raping are unrapeable. Oh, man, you just saying that because you gonna think you're going to get some pussy. You're like, what? I, because that's how they operate. That's what right. they do. Like, is it the worst thing in the world to actually like the women you sleep with? Come on. Right right that's amazing that that's amazing like and then in their their ideas to even approach women as someone to be seen as equal is just a tactic to try to get some pussy which says a lot about them like a lot where it's like Mm -hmm. like my my uh approach of you as if you're an equal is completely performance basically an art to try to get in your job so right and anybody with any form of intelligence would be like uh i'm not going for that and all of a sudden you're the bitch because you see the game yep so a hundred oh yeah everybody got a hundred this week everybody all right except the president i get the president zero Thank yeah you. yeah he got zero because he loved his black wife and they mad but yeah mm-hmm. i want him to palm her ass when they finally get out of here i hope he does on that inauguration you know what i mean at that first inauguration night he was lit he had his hand all on her booty mm-hmm. i love it <laughs> they so black and happy mm-hmm. they ain't had no scandals we it's almost year seven 
and you it's just like it can get weary on twitter too seeing a bunch of married dudes who flirt all day and then complain about their lives and their wives it's just oh. nice that like the leader of our country like loves his wife and right. finds her attractive yeah it is true man which is also that masculinity patriarchy bubble men aren't allowed to just be like oh i love my wife and i'm happy <laughs> come on you gotta be trapped you gotta be oh, right and knowing if she left your dusty ass you would be crying and wouldn't know what to eat and wearing the same clothes or right. you, or you might kill her because you know that happens a lot right because you can't handle that you yeah. can't have her can't nobody have her everybody think they al bundy though on twitter right like, here she go again like okay dog she ain't come right. home tonight you be up there texting her 27 times right karen was late coming from the chiropractor i texted her like baby you all right <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that on twitter though right. did you leave me <laughs> no i didn't <laughs> i'm just messing uh she all right yes uh, i was buying him uh some balloons and some candy at the store my bad mm-hmm. uh all right man ball alert let's do it ah Gotti here go five bars. Boozy man got nine cars. We don't call him die no more. Oh, now we call him five stars. Five star nigga, that's a five star bitch. That's a six for that five. That's that new M6. Yeah, yeah, pay a hell fix. Might even pay a rent. And the way she give it to me, best money I ever spent. I can't even lie. Why? I'm so super high. Do not need her, will not keep her unless she is blocked. All right. Here are your choices. Nick Jew. Yes. Number one. Groupie tells my first night with Hakeem Warwick. No, that is. <laughs> okay, me either. Number two. Groupie tells Young Bird took me back to his suite and we dot dot dot. Number three. Baller male wag star husband is creeping on Instagram screenshots. Number four. Group of tails, plies, and a shout it in Miami. And let's see. How about number five is baller male woman leaks Texas Rangers outfielder Delino Del Shield Jr.'s news after he ruined her life forever. Never, nice, safe words picks. Um, you had broke up a little bit. What was oh. number four? Number four, number four was plies and a shout it in Miami. I feel like we're a little worn out of the plies. So let's go with number two number two so that was uh young, young bird her, young slim shoulders <laughs> yeah ah! young shoulders um yeah you guys might know him from uh loving hip-hop hollywood season one or going upside masika's head <laughs> and yes being uh caught up in the game <clears throat> you might also know him from an alley if you're uh tiara marie 
Oops. young bird will be appearing on love and hip-hop hollywood oh this is old so it's only right he sh- we share this groupie tale with you guys read it all and let us know if you think it is the whole truth and nothing but the truth or a little fabricated disclaimer groupie tales are submitted by our readers we cannot find her to actually if any story posted do you have any jersey stories to tell uh send them over to 11 at ballalert.com you can remain anonymous i met young berg on a video shoot where it was for another artist but he just happened to be there showing support to a chicago native rapper when i first caught a glimpse of him i immediately knew who he was and got excited i've always thought he was fine ever since sexy lady and i wanted to meet him as soon as the shoot was over mm-hmm. she must be in the five foot two niggas oh, he is short. hey they need love too man hmm so i got brave and went over to him his back was turned to me and he was drinking something (laughs) then he turned around and he still had whatever he was drinking in his mouth i thought he looked cute startled so i had this really big blushing smile on my face and that made him smile but still not knowing why i was there i introduced myself to him and i told him i was a big fan and all that just to start up some kind of conversation we talked about how i got the video shoot job and the artist it was for so after that some dude that was with him yelled out hey yo bird man what the fuck you doing we gotta go so he just told me that he was being rushed because of all the females on the shoot none wanted to talk to him so he was mad damn shade <laughs> so he was mad that he seen that when we he seen him talking to me oh okay so nobody wanted to talk to the other dude not bird okay she had a lot of he's in that sentence uh, <laughs> so he was mad when he seen him talking to me so we exchanged numbers and he left the next day i had gotten a text saying what's up and asking me if i wanted to kick it i replied back saying yes and asked for all the information and he told me he'll pick me up later that night so he picked me up and he rented a room at a familiar hotel and we went up to the suite i like familiar hotels she be she be up in the hotels like that young yeah, she, she ain't want to tell them that yeah they familiar they familiar though <laughs> what, what's your most familiar hotel karen Mm-hmm. right <laughs> that's not a hotel name familiar who got a familiar what is we holiday inn la quinta what, I, what it, are we talking about i sw- you <laughs> i swear to god i bill cosby sweater god days in. if she later on says i'm not a groupie i'm not a hoe i'm gonna be mad because <laughs> she gonna do it i don't usually do this right know, not on my first time Mm-mm. anyway i was in a familiar hotel <laughs> and we went up to the suite we both took our shoes off and just sat on the floor talked and laughed after a while i began getting tired of just looking at him and not doing anything physical like i wanted to so i got on top of his lap facing him and asked him why he was acting scared to touch me or something and he told me he didn't want to come off like he just wanted to fuck me because he was actually enjoying just us together getting to know each other he so i said can we fuck now and get back to it and he was like yeah i ain't even tripping Mm. good good for you hazel so we started Ah! kissing and he was palming my ass then he said let's go into the bedroom he took off his jeans and laid down on the bed while i undressed now i know about the stories that he is small and is a quick pumper but when i got on top of him expecting something small it wasn't oh shit it was average length but Uh, not average (laughs) oh yeah she she helped him out on that curve 
she's like i heard his dick was little but you know what it's 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 about average so y'all can all go to hell i like average dick uh (laughs) it was like four to six inches Mm -hmm. it was the mean it regressed to the mean (laughs) 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 it was it was average it was average length but really thick it was like a log he grabbed his pants a log did you get a splinter (laughs) he grabbed his pants on the floor and took out a condom and he got on top of me and tried to stick it in at first it didn't go in but then he got it he was trying to take long strokes but his rhythm was off so i told him to stop the look in his eyes looked as though he was disappointing me but he wasn't i told him that he was unexperienced on how to work it which is very common Uh oh listen um familiar hotels stopping people giving tutorials in the middle of the sex i like her aggressiveness yeah she She is not ashamed i ain't mad at her so i told him to let me get on top and ride for a while his dick was so good every time his dick went in and out i started to cream and he was looking at Ah. it like he never seen a girl cream before and i could tell he was liking it i was moaning and sweating and i busted a nut i guess he me taking over made him feel like he had to get his confidence up and get back on top of me and he put my legs on his shoulders and he really started eating my shit that nigga know how to eat some fucking pussy but i was surprised how he was slurping my cum and shit most niggas would feel that is nasty but only a real nigga eat a bitch cum and all oh oh that's beside the street okay only a real nigga karen uh after a few minutes i moaned out fuck me he got up and stuck it in me and was stroking real slow i felt it and with every stroke he went deeper hey wait a minute is it really unusual for niggas to eat cum is that not if it's a woman's cum is that unusual thanks for asking uh, okay all right because <laughs> you ain't pussy that's yeah I, is there another option what are, what are people doing are you, you down know? there like ugh, ugh. some got on me some got oh no it's in my mouth oh, it's in my ass. I, I don't want none of this i think she's trying to say like it was intimate okay or I maybe think- oh you know what as a groupie maybe yeah. rappers <laughs> probably just like touch it like ugh, that's enough right no all right all right okay anyway uh <laughs> he never moaned to talk dirty. he never moaned to talk dirty just every few minutes he would say under his breath really soft oh shit that's how i know he was liking it <laughs> oh shit was a bass player in the 70s uh, <laughs> oh shit <laughs> he started to speed up in me and i started screaming he laid his chest on my titties and put my legs on his shoulders again and gave me hard pumps. I told him, baby, I'm coming. But I guess he was in his own little world and kept going. He nutted in the condom. But he was still inside me, sweating and looking at me with his pretty eyes. He finally snapped out of it, pulled out and took the condom off. He laid beside me on his back, looking around like he had just had a breakthrough moment or some shit. So I just left him alone. He then put his arm around me and he just went to sleep. The next morning, Berg out here loving him. Yes, Berg. Put them little shoulders on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
with that shoulder lead. <laughs> in there sleeping with him. I like it. The next morning he went out, we went out to eat and he dropped me off. I still keep in touch with him to this day. I have fucked him once more, but usually he takes me as his date to different events and whatnot. I gave him a thousand because of his personality combined with the sex. I would like to be more with him, but I know it's not going to be like that. Even if it do not for a while, if it do not for a while, but enough, but until I'm more than happy with how it is now. Okay. Okay. Um, y'all think hazel wrote this yeah i do i feel like hazel wrote this or whoever that chick was he brought to the thing in season one when he told hazel he didn't want to bring a date to the little yeah and we never saw her again ever she must have she must not have made it out of princess's portal um there was only two comments on this sunny underscore day says he's a bama how you rocking a red skin jacket in Chicago hat? Those colors aren't even close to being the same. Whoever wrote this letter, Youngberg, which is implying that he wrote it, is lying, lying, lying. Way too much detail of nothingness. <laughs> I love when they be mad. <laughs> Those be, that girl, Sandy Cheeks, hating ass Terrell, and now Sunny Days. And Dime Girl says, all you need to do is level it down to who you see him out with process of elimination Ooh. Mm, and that's all the commentary on that so it's your boy yo got it i do grade a shit i'm the realest nigga walking and it's the remix and i'm still out here looking for a five-star chick when i catch her i'm a pistol with a five-star chick she a natural born hustler she ain't chasing no stuff only mess with real niggas she ain't never fuck a buster so your cars and your jewelry that shit really don't excite her all you hating assholes in the club won't fight her she was born in the eight with the school in dc got a job in dallas texas you can move to Tennessee If you ain't a five-star shorty Go ahead and face it Fake Gucci, fake Louis shorty That'll make you basic You ain't a five-star You ain't a five-star All right I just had an epiphany <laughs> Go to Tiffany Yes And my cookie's always slippery All right Let's get to a guest race Now that it's time for some guest race That's right, it's guest race time now that it's time for some guest race that's right it's guest race time that's right it's time for guest race the number one game show going across all the podcast land we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestant today nick jew of what's the tea podcast to guess the race and the chat room plays long and they are racist all right uh the first story is a man who is 91 who uh, is on a attempted a oh, wait, on attempted murder stop charge in Florida? All right. Oh. Man is behind bars for attempted murder. Deputies say he threatened to kill a lawn maintenance worker after an argument over lawn clippings. News Channel 8's John Rogers is in Highland County to explain. Good evening. This story is absolutely frightening. Deputies described that the lawn maintenance man was kneeling on the ground, begging for his life, while the 91-year-old pointed a gun at his head. Oh, shit. 
Highlands County deputies say at 11.30 Thursday morning, a lawn care company was doing yard work in this Avon Park neighborhood. Some lawn clippings blew onto a car parked in 91-year-old Max Horton's driveway, and he didn't like it. So Horton began arguing and cursing at the lawn serviceman. Then he reached toward his side and pulled out a gun. After he pulled a gun on him, um, he told the uh, victim to get on the ground on his knees, and he was saying that he was going to kill him. The lawn service man screamed for mercy, and at that moment, a co-worker ran by. Horton fired a shot, missed, and the two lawn care men tackled him to the ground. Horton was arrested and charged with attempted first-degree murder. Oh, is there any chance that he just may be a little senile? Um, we don't know that right now. Obviously, that'll be looked into through the criminal justice system. Neighbors say Horton is known for his fiery temper, but no one would have expected him to do this. In all honesty, it makes me wonder if I should buy a gun. Some neighbors hope Horton gets help. I mean, I don't think you need to put a 91-year-old man in a Florida state prison. Deputies say there is a lesson we all could learn from this. If someone is trying to pick a fight with you, it's always best to walk away. <laughs> Reporting in Highlands County, John Rogers, News Channel 8. Ooh, it's like, look, a 91-year-old man might whoop your ass. So Come on now. You might want to turn around. Uh, Nick, do you guess the race of Max Horton? Um, because his neighbors want him to get help. Uh, that's going to be Donald Trump daddy white. All right, let's check the ah! chat room. Memories of sipping on mint julep while watching his slaves white. <laughs> 91. <laughs> oh, they thought he was senile and they excused his temper white. Let's make America great again white. Harassing to help white. Horton, here's a boo-hoo, please don't kill me. Uh, white masculinity so fragile. <laughs> white like those broken bones in tony romo's body Aww. take our country back white white your 70 sam white mississippi burning Ofe white the correct answer is and everybody got it he was a white man and it looks like the fight was good because look Ooh. at that picture <laughs> oh my oh my Ooh, that, that was an ass whooping Damn. He, he, you should see the other guy I mean, he did. I'm playing. yeah, he, that's the only way it could be worse. The other guy's a zombie. It's the only way it could right. be worse. Uh, by the way, now's the perfect time to mention that Guess the Race is brought to you by Bevel. Uh, the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. Step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps. Check out getbevel.com. Okay. You can get clearer, smoother skin. Uh, you definitely want to be walking around with these ladies looking at you. A lot of you guys are threatened with the masculinity thing. Well, maybe if you were shaving your face, you wouldn't be all irritated and angry all the time, swinging on niggas and going to jail for hitting women and shit. Get your face clean. And then you can stop being agitated with all them, like, dried out, alcohol, intense aftershaves that you put on your skin that can't be doing any good for you, tightening your stuff up and, and drying it out like they this joint comes with safety razor shaving brush blades priming oil shave cream and cool restoring balm and unlike white people's razors it cuts above the skin um so you don't get ingrown hair in your on your uh face and shit man which is really a godsend man because uh nothing's worse than that honestly um, i got that for my brother for his birthday and he said it's the best shave he ever had outside of a barbershop in his life there you go man uh and people use it to shave their head everything man mm -hmm. so uh i tell you to do it and trust me man i'm not bullshitting i use it myself and 
you know a lot of people say you got a beard why would you use it because the beard doesn't grow all over my face nigga <laughs> think i just want my beard to grow any old do you cut your grass or no anyway uh make sure you guys go to <laughs> getbevel.com code tbgwt and get 20 percent off of your first month uh if you if you go to getbevel.com with code tbgwt all right second story a man faces 11 years in prison if convicted of punching a 78 year old over nutella samples oh shit Micah, right now that suspect has a $50,000 bail. At an arraignment earlier today, he pleaded not guilty. Investigators say a fight over free Nutella waffle samples at this Burbank Costco sent a 78-year-old man to the hospital with a one-inch cut to his face and 24-year-old Derek Garabigi to jail. It's, it's a shame that it had to come to this over, you know, a uh, uh, Nutella sample. Burbank police say the elderly man told officers he was reaching for a Nutella waffle at a sample table last Sunday morning when prosecutors say Garabigi took all of the remaining samples. Investigators <laughs> say the 78-year-old told Garabigi he shouldn't take so many samples when police say Garabigi punched the elderly man in the face. It's, it's a tragic situation where someone, you know, in their 70s, almost 80 years old, is uh, faces something like this. Prosecutors say Garabigi could face more than 11 years in state prison. Burbank police confirm this is Garabigi's Instagram page. His profile says he's a future nurse with an attitude and lazy. Among the selfies, there's a growing social media backlash, with one user asking, did you seriously punch an old man in the face? Another posting disgusting disgusting and lay off the Nutella waffles. We did some digging and found that the suspect has a criminal history that dates back three years to September 2012. There are convictions for trespassing, drug possession, petty theft, even a Burbank City code violation for secondhand smoke. His preliminary <laughs> hearing is now scheduled for next Friday. Live in Burbank, Kirk Hawkins, KTLA 5 News. Kirk. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Shit got so real for that old man so fast. Oh, that's some juvenile shit too, man, to take all the free samples. Oh, anyway, guess the race. Guess the race of uh, Derek Garbagi. I think that's what he said, Garbagi. Um, because black Twitter hates Nutella, I'ma say he is a white man. Alright, let's check the chat room. The color you think Nutella should be white. Aww. I can't, I can't with none of y'all B niggas. No, I got, okay, well that's not guesses. Burbank white. <laughs> got Jiggy Boo with it on that man's face. Uh, Jiggy Boo with it. That's hilarious. There isn't a government style Nutella like peanut butter or cheese. White. Aww. Aww. Nutella for those crackers. <laughs> <laughs> white, white, white is that the next one. And the correct answer is he was a white man. <laughs> and there's one of his many selfies. Oh yeah can't be out here attacking the old folk they got laws against that damn shit got so real for that man i feel so bad for that old man he had a puka shell necklace 
yo that old man just wants some nutella man he just want one <laughs> one waffle you could you could hear it too he's just like excuse me son um you know other people want to try some of those waffles right son that's rude i fought for this country oh oh god (laughs) get off of me my help oh Oh, shit no that wasn't a fair fight his criminal record was like three years old but it was nothing serious it was all bullshit (laughs) secondhand smoke that's a crime yes it is <laughs> sir Not first hand smoke second hand smoke sir put your hands on top of your goddamn head <laughs> don't you see these people coughing in here <laughs> <laughs> you and your goddamn second hand smoke yeah put uh. that damn cigarette out <laughs> right now right now <laughs> sick of this shit uh su- suspect is in possession of a pack of marlboro lights i'm gonna need <laughs> Need officer needs assistance. Uh wide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Suspect in Arizona highway shootings is charged with sixteen felonies. So they caught him, Karen. Good. We were just talking about this guy. Suspect in Arizona spate of recent highway shootings was formally charged on Wednesday with sixteen felonies, including drive by shooting and aggravated assault. Leslie Ann Merritt Jr., a 21-year-old landscape gardener from the Phoenix area, was also charged with unlawful discharge of firearm, disorderly conduct, and endangerment in connection with the first four of the shootings along a 10-mile, 16-kilometer stretch of Interstate 10 where it passes through the city. Despite the head of the state police describing the shootings as domestic terrorism, there was no mention of that in the complaint filed by county prosecutors. A spokesman for Maricopa County Attorney Bill Montgomery said the evidence gathered did not support such charges. A spokesman for the state's Department of Public Safety said the motive behind the shootings was still not known. What, what the fuck could the motive be? Ah! He, it's not like he knew all those people. Merritt, who remains in jail on a $1 million bond, is accused in the first four of at least 11 possible shootings. Only one person suffered a minor injury, but many motorists were unsettled by the incidents, and some said they were avoiding Interstate 10 if possible. Merritt has maintained his innocence, telling the co- uh, court commissioner uh, authorities that they have the wrong guy and that a handgun he owns and which police believe was used in the crimes was in the pawn shop at the time. State police now believe the shootings began August 27, two days earlier than previously thought. Three possible shootings were reported on August 29th, including one in which a windshield of a sport utility vehicle shattered and a 13-year-old girl sustained a cut on her ear. In court documents, investigators contest that Merritt's statement made in on September 19th said his handgun had not been pawned while the shootings were taking place. Merritt was arrested without incident on September 18th while entering a Walmart store after police say they were able to forensically link four of the shootings to his handgun, which was later, which was found later by investigators at a local pawn store. So that was his cover up. He's like, I'll just pawn this shit and they'll never see that I had the gun. Never see it coming. Anyway, guess the race of Leslie Allen Merritt Jr. Leslie Allen Merritt Jr. is a white guy. <laughs> All right. Oh, my. Uh, Oath-keeping O'Fay, American sniper white, white gardener trying to kill his Hispanic competitors. <laughs> Drive-by, they need to charge him for shooting Rick in the, Ricky in the back, too. One who pictured each, vic- picture each victim to be his mother, Barbara White. The correct answer is... He was a white man. Oh, wait, it was my clap. Oh. All right, bonus round. 
and yes he does look like a guy that does that did, was that how they caught him just to see in his face it was like you did it didn't <laughs> he's going into walmart he definitely did it all right bonus round <laughs> <coughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points, double the race. So the bonus round against the race. Uh, so far, Nick Ju is three for three because she is extremely racist. Uh, the rest of y'all need to catch up. Um, let's see how she does in the four, in the last round. Uh, let's see here. What story are we going to cover for the last round? How about um uh how about no not that one i don't like that oh here's one taco bell employee fired after being caught with his hand in his pants oh that's right karen you wonder where the sour cream comes from oh lisa's organic they're very organic no you should be happy with that um this they they started this article with suddenly that chalupa doesn't taste so good (laughs) i love when they get snarky for no reason all right let me see if i can play the video because i think it got a video with this uh this happened in sandusky ohio sandusky right (laughs) where else would it have happened think about it um here we go oh wait is this gonna play hold on it'll the audio would have been on the actual show show but it's playing in the left channel so i gotta read it because the audience can't hear it right sandusky ohio an employee at local taco bell restaurant was fired after questionable photo service on social media a concerned customer saw the image of a male worker with his hand down his pants and posted on taco bell's facebook page monday night taco bell confirmed the incident happened at the location on fun drive in sandusky fun drive what these names yeah. uh this is uh completely unacceptable taco bell corp says it and has no place in our restaurant it ain't no fun of eating shit no <laughs> you already well okay our for real well, yeah 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 it's taco yeah. bell i mean right yeah this so. is just a doo-doo yeah like i assume that that's what i'm eating <laughs> right and i just put some taco sauce across it yeah it's just a value-added service at this point uh our franchisee took immediate action as terminated the employee and restrained it and retraining the entire staff oh, i feel bad for the other people yeah like why are you retraining me i know not to put my hand down my pants nigga. right not my ass i don't need no fucking training to know that we want customers to know that the person in the photo was never in contact with the food that the health department inspected the restaurant approved mm, his operation yeah, yeah whatever fuck out of here guess the race of the person that had their hand down their pants that's a dirty wasichi Mm-hmm. Ah! I was trying to think of that word today when I was talking about something. I couldn't think of it. I see you. I was about to tank it too. I just didn't type it. I opted out. <laughs> <laughs> Al Bundy, one, <laughs> one who thought Why You Lying song is an original tune, White. Aww. <laughs> Wanted to add his own sour cream, White. Aww. Nick G, did you ever see the full video for the, um, yeah i sent it to me it's hilarious all right hilarious black folks only live in six countries uh six counties in ohio sandusky ain't one hunky one from caucasus caucus region people take take an appropriator and white the correct answer is he was white 
white with his hand down his pants you can only see him from the back though Uh. Ah, ah. all right let's go do some sword ratchetness and wrap this bad boy up more like a taco smell am i right (laughs) anyway (laughs) i guess beans were more than just refried Mm, (laughs) that's a good one Oh man, I had to send Nick Ju that clip so she can know. What I, I learned the beauty of our boy Horatio. You, my favorite thing about that clip is it never lets the music play. Nope, right? Like that's how many bars he got. It's so ridiculous. Like it's four minutes of him just being like, "Looks like it's sundown." Damn, then just another one. Like it's no no music, just a, oh, it's the best shit ever. Huh. And then fucking shades, either putting them on or taking them off. That dude is the man. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's so corny when you watch it, but it's so good. <laughs> Everybody, yes. I was like, is this for real? Like this show is not a comedy. No, right? no, it's a re- it's a real show. I it's- discovered that joint when I got laid off the first time. Um, it was on A and E because I used to just watch A and E for um city confidential um that joint and then it was this other show about murdering that people you know people try to get away with murder and that joint used to come on afterwards and i'll be like let me watch this shit and i laughed so hard because it's so ridiculous yes it is it's a corny addictive show and horatio be knowing he be knowing everything (laughs) you just be like looks like those tires are porsche tires and you can see from the width that they would have been this far apart so it's a 96 you're like nigga you can't know that ah! from looking at some tires you can't like come on right and they have like futuristic shit when they yeah. should be like popping up on the screen they were like yes we can tell from these imaginary bullets that we found from just one one fragment that this is how it went through the body i was like yes. word it really is like batman technology on tv yes it's the neatest shit ever it's like you know if this happened no crime would happen if <laughs> if there were machines that could do this we wouldn't even need cops it would just be like precogs like minority report like oh you're gonna kill somebody at three o'clock today anyway <laughs> A woman has died after being attacked by a man armed with a sword on the streets of one of Beijing's most popular entertainment districts. The incident took place around noon on Thursday outside of Sedlington Village shopping complex in the heart of downtown Beijing. Video and photos of the incident were widely shared on social media. God, I, people don't have no coos no more. Right. I, well, I had to turn them automatic play shit, them automatic videos on Facebook. Yeah. I tell them fuckers off because you mess around and be just scrolling all of a sudden it's, you know especially the ones that autoplay I can't take that Man, I just don't know I don't think I have that part of me missing yet me, no, where I see something fucked up happen and I pull out my phone like got to record it and I'm not even shaming people for recording stuff because I think it ultimately in the long run a lot of times it does a lot of good yes, to it, record stuff Yes, it does. but that part of my brain is not there it's more like how can I help this person 
or like, how can i get away depending on if it's what well you're obviously how can i get away well, let's come honest. on now you would leave me. Obviously, i run too with you yeah. karen y'all will yeah. let me die y'all will let me die it's good get lisa and them let's go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somehow we'd be in the house arguing a ride be like fuck them niggas we, we, we let's go to the desert yeah i like how you pretend that you would argue you ain't gonna stay around and tell me <laughs> i'm just gonna be like what happened to karen yeah you know what i i have a very big heart so i'll probably be like the first to die my name my my name tell you i'm gonna die my name is called i my name is karen i die in apocalypse <laughs> um so the show they show a woman <laughs> i do they show a woman lying on the ground obviously beating from a wound to her chest being tended to by a man the woman and her companion are foreigners uh china media chinese media reported social media reporters later said the beijing police had posted on their official microblog account that the woman died as a result of the injury she sustained during the attack other images show her alleged attacker brandishing a samurai style sword standing in the square outside the shopping complex that's wild people really took pictures of him just standing there nobody did anything wow our bodies laying there are you serious yeah more photos come okay many of the videos and images shared on social media are extremely graphic and show the victim in grave distress ibt times will not repost them here chinese media outlets report that the videos of the incident are being blocked on social media networks in the country other images shared on social media show police confronted the alleged attacker and subsequently leading him away with his hands and restraints police have not commented on the what the motive of the attack might have been uh in the wake of the attack rumors circulated on popular chinese social media platform wechat that another stabbing had taken place at beijing south station those reports have since been discredited um man well that's why we can't let these people have swords just right and, walk around undocumented and right, shit and that's why we can't let them join the ninjas clans yep hitting up regular people and shit um all right make sure you guys check out nick jew mm-hmm. what's the tea on twitter she's at nick jew um we're gonna go watch blackish mm-hmm. for uh, it's my you know for my birthday i'm gonna finish out the rest of this malibu y'all yes uh, and um that's it that's we'll be back uh friday for uh premium people also for premium people we did a nerd off today with chris and aaron from uh chris from movie trailer reviews and aaron from black astronauts mm-hmm. uh which i think a lot of people find fun i'll put that on the rss feed soon um and you know balls d sports is friday and uh feedback is saturday so i think that's i think i covered everything mm-hmm. all right um uh, and i just um, want to yeah. say thank y'all for having me um i appreciate it so much and um happy birthday ruddy <laughs> president <laughs> 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 thank you very much nick jew i appreciate it and uh yeah man we'll talk to y'all um later until then go to shadow dog and like that video get bevel and adam and eve code tbgwt um and we'll talk to y'all later so until then love you i love you too Mwah.